Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And I'm Phil Wolf of the Nefers Initiative. This is the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. Enjoy the show. All right, all right, all right. We're live. Surprise. Surprise live episode. Surprise. This today are. just just morphed how like this episode it was like man let's get Billy on and it was like man I should see if Eric wants to come on and then it, should, it was like man we should do it live just for fun and so it's it's continually evolved and I've changed the graphic like three times <laughs> it's good but, uh, yeah it's episode one twenty of THP nice. the Herpeticulture podcast brought to you by Steve Snakeshuary and his Venom hot sauce. Hot sauce is, I should say, because there's multiples to choose from. And MP Cages and Exotics. Our buddy Sean makes awesome stuff. Uh, Andy Middleton is in the chat. Says he's happy to have a podcast to tune into tonight. Um, Bill Bradley just recently got some of those hot sauces, actually. And he did a post on them. So. Nice. Nice to know that, that folks are pumped about it. So, And trying it. Speak of the devil. There he is. So, uh, we are obviously joined by our resident. Well, he's not a resident Floridian because Phil's our resident Floridian, but our other resident Floridian, Billy Hunt. Mister Billy Hunt, so, say feel you can you can wave or something. <laughs> this is going to be then Aaron, this is the pod the pod father. <laughs> The Podfather. What's the Podfather. up, <laughs> Eric? 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 Uh, what's Eric, up? Eric. So this is going to be an explicit one, right? When are they? Aren't they always? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if we're, what we're doing is PG or not. Because I was going to say, I want everyone. Anytime someone like remember in Cheers, Norm, you know, anytime that someone says Billy's name, I want it to be Billy Motherfucking Hunt. <laughs> That's what I want. You wouldn't be the first to say that. <laughs> I would be the first. I am the first. Yes. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. And just so everyone knows, this delicious strawberry kiss flavor bang is officially the best flavor bang that they have. I don't <laughs> care how femme it looks, how femme it sounds, it's delicious. And <laughs> if I could man. just if I can have an IV bag of this just right into my like vein, that'd be great. Be good to go. Nice. <laughs> Oh, so what's everybody up to? Ah, living the dream, boys. Living the dream. I got my uh, ASF shirt in. Nice. So that was cool. Very comfortable. Where did, you, did, you, did you, get that from, you get that from Brent? Uh, no, I donated to uh, to ASF. You know they have. Oh, um, okay. They got. A, I don't know if all the money goes to specifically to the charities, but there's a, a website that produces apparel for charities. So. If you like, let's say you're, you know, you're, you've got a non for profit and you're not hip to ordering t shirts or you don't want to do Teespring or something like that, uh, you can give them your logo and they'll just put it on whatever you want them to put it on, you know, and then the money goes directly to the charity. So, um, I can't remember the name of it. I'll make sure that I get you the link and we'll put it up in the, uh, in the comments section. Um, but yeah, it was 25 bucks and it goes to ASF. So I was like, of course I got a t shirt, nice. you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, we, uh, I don't know, I mean, a handful of folks here were here with us during the Snakes and Stogies uh, raffle we did for the month last Monday, or on Monday, 
and we raised three hundred and fifty dollars for Herpetological Conservation International. And then we took a chunk of that and it went to ASF as well. They got about forty bucks. So we did good thanks to Brent and Woody at Venom Life for helping make that happen because they donated they were more than generous with their their extra freebies and stuff that they threw in to, to sort of sweeten the deal. So hell yeah. Cool. I'm super pumped about my order to come in from them for hooks. I cannot wait. The more I flip tin and stuff out of my parents, the more I wish I had that field hook. Because doing it with my just your basic like my I use a Midwest, I can feel it like flexing and stuff when I'm trying to pull logs. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Do you guys use a different style hook for when you're field herping as opposed to uh, when you're working in your snake room? Yeah. 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 Um, well, well, yes and no. So I'm a weirdo. I have a, a wide assortment of utensils in my snake room. <laughs> But then I also have almost almost a duplicate set in the trunk of my car. So like at any given time, uh, at least in the trunk of my car, there's going to be uh, an actual field like pulling hook, uh, a set of M1 tongs, a travel hook from uh, uh, Get Hooked, then Life Gear, and a uh, Zeagle hook that Henry bought me. So that's cool. not even including all the other like the whole giant treasure chest of medical first aid stuff and like extra socks and yeah. Like, yeah. You could literally live out of a Subaru for like six months. If, if ever nuclear winter happened, like, <laughs> good to go. so oh, I've right. got, I mean, I've got, a fu- I've got full trauma kit. I mean, everything from, you know, uh, chest crap and sinus medicine to like, you know, Israeli bandages, tourniquets, quick clot, you know, you name it. I've got a full trauma kit, uh, wool blanket, fleecy blanket, uh, toilet paper, uh, life straw, chem lights, um, <laughs> jumper cables, uh, two Cascade. by fours, not uh, two by fours, tire iron. Um, what else is nifty? Oh, I got some MREs. They expire in 2028. So we're good on there. And uh, you, you just never know. You know what I'm saying? You just yeah. never know. You're ready. He's a prepper. <laughs> I'm not a prepper. I just, I don't want to, it's my walk home bag. It's like, oh god, the Subaru didn't make it out of the muck. Now I gotta walk home. It's that bag. Gotcha. So, <laughs> yeah. Stop and set up shop at that uh that creepy uh building that you and Casey were at the other night. Oh, dude, I would totally go in there. That it's it's warm and comfortable. It's away from the elements. It's good stuff, man. Then again, I could just sleep in the car if I'm staying there, you know. <laughs> so, zombie apocalypse, Phil. <laughs> not quite not quite close so how was casey's stay you guys went and hung out with manny i saw we did we went and saw manny and tiki at tiki's geckos and uh and dude those guys are awesome and their animals are phenomenal you know and they have such a diverse collection of animals that they that they're legitimately breeding that it's honestly even if you're not a lizard or, or gecko person like you're gonna find something cool that you're gonna like. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got Aussie leaf tails. They've got Snophorus. I mean, those are the things I like. Yeah, they've got Agernia. Um, yes. <laughs> Did he dude, lose his mind with the blue t- with the blue tongues? Oh, dude, Casey was, was he like, like in heaven. He, he he you could tell that he was excited. He was passionate, but it was almost he was almost at a loss for words. Not because he was like awestruck, but because he didn't know which question to ask first. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, and, and Manny's great. Cause Manny's just like, here, hold this one here, hold this one. Oh yeah. Here, this one is going to pop any second now. Make sure you don't, uh, you know, squeeze her too hard. So, yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's awesome, man. Cause he's literally, he's getting like a litter a day and dude, wow, the babies wow. are just screaming out. They're just awesome, man. And he has such a diverse collection of blue tongues that, you know, he's got pink tongues and like, I had no idea that pink tongues were arboreal. So he has them in like these awesome exoterra as well as like dead foliage and they slither in between the vines. It's awesome, man. That's cool. Yeah, but, I always uh, thought the ping tongs were cool. I always liked those. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they got, he's got lychees. Obviously, they have crusties and gargoyles and stuff like that. And now they're getting into uh, a small uh, freshwater fish. Uh, dude, he's got, he's got gidgies and he's like, oh, yeah, man, gidgies over there. Feel free. And like I walk over and I go to unlatch the thing. <laughs> and it, it was like roaches when you turn the light on. They're just like, <laughs> and I was like, wow. where do the lizards go? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you, you can't pick them up. They're just going to haul ass. I was like, all right, great. So, but it was yeah, fun. I mean, it's, it's crazy, man. Like I knew he had blue tongues, but I didn't know that it was like that serious. Yeah. Like yeah. I was not expecting that episode with him to go that direction. I was, I mean, I figured we'd be talking about, you know, geckos and some of the other stuff they're doing. And it completely morphed into, you know, the blue tongue power hour. Oh Yeah. Which I'm oh, not yeah. complaining because yeah. I, I like blue tongues. I don't have any plans on keeping them, but I can live vicariously through others. Yeah. And I do. I was super, obviously, I'm super impressed with the Aussie geckos and like the pink tongues are awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, but dude, I'm not a blue tongue guy, but some of his like Marukis, man, they're just crazy looking. And like, like the I've got to like look like popcorn carpets almost. Yeah. That, like matte color. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. Isn't oh, it? yeah. And dude, and he's got some that it's it's like a sunset. It's almost like um, it's like those banded Nerodia that Chris Matras produces, mm -hmm. like where it just like sunsets down the side, and it's like a blue tongue. It's crazy. So it was a good time, man. And then we went out herping last night, and uh, that should have been. Huh, I'm glad that we didn't go live that time because we found way more stuff the other night than we did last night. Um, but I found my first salt marsh snake, which I thought was oh, pretty cool. cool. And Casey, uh, he never, never found one of those. yeah, I, I never found one either. And uh, and Casey found a, uh, uh, a eastern glass lizard. And he, dude, for a guy who's not a, into who's not big into lizards, that guy was geeking out on that glass lizard so great. You know, I actually here I got a good picture of it. That one was actually that one stood out to me because that one was was like the contrast and stuff on the pattern was very abnormal for me. Yeah. Ones we have up here are pretty all pretty much look exactly the same. Here, I'll I'll share this one with you guys since we're live. Share screen. Yeah, he sounded real excited when he was talking about it. I was talking to you guys. Yeah, man. Oh, that's cool. So and those stripes in the face cool. are just they're just awesome. Mm -hmm. And and you can we were super gentle with them, you know, and just try and keep them cradled, kind of give them the treadmill thing, because you know, you don't want him to drop that tail. And he kind of, I mean, he or she, excuse me, kind of just let us, just let him slither, you know? And dude, like that, they have that fleshy, like, they have that fleshy blue tongue looking tongue. So it's it's super cute. Very cool. But yeah, oh. man. And uh, Casey's coming back tomorrow, I think. So I don't know if we're going to go out, you know, get some dinner or something, or if we're going to go out herping again, but keep everyone posted. Oh, Billy, what's been happening in Tampa? Uh, not much. Not too much. Just uh, waiting on stuff to start hatching. 
hopefully have better luck than the first clutch. Yeah, I would definitely wanted to talk to you about that some tonight, just because I know, well, a last year, you know, we talked about just what a train wreck that was for you, and then yeah, just some of the stuff that you've had going on. I don't know if you and Eric have talked about it at all. If Eric's experienced similar things with what you had going on, you know, with that recent clutch. Oh, yeah, Eric uh, knows what's going on. Yeah, I figured he would. <laughs> but that's something that I I'm trying to. I want to find a book that goes in depth on that kind of stuff, like how not just snake eggs, but reptile eggs in general operate like serious physiology stuff there. I just have so many questions and I want in-depth answers. And I'm thinking that one veterinary book that, uh, Scott Stahl did maybe the one I have to get. I don't know. And that, that thing's going to be, I have to take out like another mortgage on my house to buy it. I think Eric's about to pull one out for you. So he's eyeballing for it. Stand by. <laughs> Or I mean, e- even Eric could look through it and tell me whether or not it's it's got what I'm hoping it would in there. But that yeah, one? That's one, yeah, that weapon of a book. Yeah, this book is insane. Um, eggs is what you're like. Yeah, I just, mean, just general. Like I've actually, I mean, I've always kind of had more of an interest in the veterinary side and you know physiology and medical side of, of herbs and stuff. And I probably should have gone to vet school, but. That's just that stuff interests me, and I'm always wanting to learn about it. And this is the book for you, then. Yeah, without a doubt, hands down. Yeah, it's uh, it's an impressive book for sure. What's funny so, yeah, is it, it goes into than I thought it was. So that book, there's um, I don't know if it's an original version that's not that doesn't look like that. But it's the same title, it's the same authors, it's the same everything. And I don't know if it's like a prototype or what, but my friend Chris has that book and it's broken into two books and they're leather bound or not leather bound, but like that like canvas material. And uh, there's barely any like uh, publishing information on them. So I don't know if he scored a prototype or something or like a a, a first first edition or whatever, you know, but I talked to Scott. for the last carpet fest that we had last Southeast carpet fest about right. some items. And he was really nice. He was, I mean, he was really pleasant to deal with. Um, and I, I think me and Tim Morris have talked about either having him in the magazine in some capacity or, or having him on here. And he's just such a busy guy that he's kind of hard to pin down. So I right. want to make it at some point. Cool. Yeah. Speaking of books, Mark O'Shea has a new one out and you can order signed copies from him. Nice, excellent. I didn't even know that. Related, yeah. yeah what, what's it on? Lizards. <laughs> really? <laughs> the world. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Of course, yeah, man, it would be. You... Of course, it would be filled with the lizard <laughs> book. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> I don't know, man. Once you uh, once you make room, sir, for some little Aki monitors. Oh, oh God. Dude. <laughs> Don't even get me started, man. Uh, you were Alan talking about Stevens, some of those bastards. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, I get rid of stuff with legs, and then all of a sudden, I start seeing stuff with legs, and I'm like, you know, I would, I would break my blood oath for that. <laughs> it's it's just did. having the right legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now, Eric, you I need to hit up Reed. What's that? Eric, you got a pair of them or just the one? I have a pair of Aki and uh, 
a, a northern blue skink. Oh, cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You said you talked I'm to like, basically, I need blue to. Blue skinks are basically carpet pythons of uh, in the lizard ver yeah. uh, version. <laughs> you know, yeah. like wherever they are, they look the same as carpets. Yeah. That's pretty good. I was actually, when I was over Manny and David's, like, just looking at them and, you know, Manny just picks them up by the middle and like, I have a dachshund and like, you just, you just don't do that. Right. You barrack, you know? And yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, dude, you just pick them up by the middle. And like their back doesn't like break or anything. He's like, no. <laughs> and Casey said it best. Right. <laughs> Casey said it best. He's like, the difference is dachshunds were man-made to do a job. While as these have evolved to, to be that long, you know, sausage. So like I, Manny was saying that if they sit in the rack or they sit in the, in the enclosure, they'll sit with like their back arched and like they'll get a kink in their back for a couple of days and then it goes away. I was like, that's crazy. Really? Yeah. It's like wow. Hummer limos. It was never meant to, to be a thing, but some crazy. It's still tough as nails, <laughs> right? Still tough <laughs> as nails. Uh, <laughs> Bill said, yeah. I added all of you got your recommendations to my Amazon list when I grow up to having a real bank account. I'll actually get them. <laughs> I'm right there That's with you, buddy. I'm getting like price. dollar scratch offs like daily trying to get that just that 10,000s. All I need to get all these books I want. I just got but Eric. Yeah. What's, what's going on up your way? Um, when you talk about books, I just got this book for my 2023 trip oh. to uh, Australia, the Kimberly. Nice. It was a pretty good book. Um, nothing, man. Just breeding diamond pythons or trying to. Um, yeah. Other than that, it's working on podcasts. But I was going to say, you're officially <laughs> like the busiest guy in podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you do it, man. I, I, I dread editing anything, really. That's why I'm, I'm, I don't dread because I'm lazy or I don't edit because I'm lazy. This, uh, field herping podcast has been quite an undertaking and quite a, uh, uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. And, uh, hopefully this weekend it'll be out. Everything's pretty done. I just got to get the nipper approval. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, well, I, I tell good. you, having, having the privilege of hearing the, uh, the beta clip, it yes. sounded yeah. tip top. I was yeah. like going crazy. I thought when it cut off, I was like, is there something wrong? Like I'm trying to fast forward and stuff. I'm like, what's happening? Like I got involved and like yeah. really into it. And then it just yeah. stopped. And I'm like, wait, I want to, I want to hear about that. It's kind of like what I wanted to do with student and the serpent, but like uh, me and me and Rob's schedule has been hard to nail down to, for us to kind of do it. And like, I, I really didn't have, but like with nipper, he kind of had it mapped out. He did like the storyboard and and how he wanted it to flow, which made it a lot easy to a lot easier to edit. Um, but uh, it's kind of like uh, you'll understand this. It's like it, it kind of satisfies my musician side of me, you know, like mm -hmm. edit, you know, like doing the studio and mixing and yeah. Uh, so I kind of enjoy it. But that's just funny. You have Nipper, it. you have Nipper's voice, you have Phil's voice, then you have Jake coming on. You're like, yeah, man, I got bit by an atrox. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I was voice. in Texas. <laughs> uh, that sucker hurt, man. <laughs> He's not the even here to defend time, himself. The first time he told that story to me, we were uh, in Daytona waiting in line at Bubba Gump's. And like, <laughs> 
random people all behind us were like thought he was full of shit. And then like the first <laughs> pictures and stuff, it was so funny. He had a little crowd going there for a little bit. If he really awesome. wanted to mess with him, he would have said how he gave him special powers, and now he's one of the X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he liked the attention. He wouldn't admit it, but he did. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, like, I don't know, kicks, man. Kicks when, I, when I bend over, my ass rattles. <laughs> <laughs> like Cousin Eddie in Christmas Vacation. You know, I got the middle, <laughs> middle plate in my yeah. head, and every time someone yeah. turns on the microwave, I piss my pants and forget who I am for about 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, you ever swim with them dolphins? Them suckers is hard to catch. <laughs> I ever tell you guys the one time I went to the Bahamas on a cruise, they had some like sea turtles in a pen, right? And you got to snorkel with them as yeah. part of their like excursions. And they had a big one, right? So I we were snorkeling, so I snorkeled down there and I like grabbed the shell on this thing. Just I don't know, he was he would let me, probably wasn't supposed to, but that thing with one like swoosh you want to talk about freaking power, man? Like I let go immediately because that thing, like, it was unbelievable how much strength that thing had. Yeah. Just like literally, just like one little little flap of its wings. Wow, it's gone. wings. It's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. Man. We caught one one time when I was in high school. We were uh, like netting crabs and stuff, and uh, we thought it was a rock. We weren't catching anything, so we just decided to. Eh, whatever you know so we my buddy nets this big old rock and a head pops out ended up being like a 18 inch sea turtle that was just chilling right there on the oh, uh, shoreline and wow. dude like when i think of a turtle i think of like a rigid shell you know this thing like every time it would breathe its whole shell would like you know move a whole bunch a lot more than you would think and then it started flapping you know like you're saying and it was slapping the shit out of us and, yeah they're strong <laughs> even when they're little they're yeah it hurts. That's that's awesome. They're cool animals for sure. Uh, so what's the getting an incubation? So I know like you you had a clutch recently, and you had a, a handful of DOAs. Yeah, um, I sent some uh, sent some pictures to Phil. He wants to uh, put those up for. But yeah, we were talking in the group chat about it and trying to sort of yeah. like whittle down what it could possibly be. And I mean, have you figured anything else out? I guess like you can sort of give us the backstory, I guess, before we get into that. But Yeah. So um, I did have the same thing happen in a couple of clutches last year, um, but I, I took that more as a fertility issue. Um, I don't think my temps got low enough because I had a lot more infertile eggs uh, than fertile eggs. And then the babies that did go at, go any type of distance they either weren't completely developed or you know kind of did what this clutch did here uh, talking to eric um you know we went through everything i was doing as far as the box airflow humidity uh temperature all that stuff uh, it might just be because it was an albino clutch um it was albino jag to a caramel head albino um there could be some weak genes there yeah, you know, albinos are they're just weaker animals to begin with. Uh, this particular animal, uh, this one actually kind of sucked. Uh, on top of having dead babies in the eggs, this one was all the way out of the egg. And when I took the egg box out, when I lifted the lid, apparently the yolk didn't detach from the egg yet, and it bolted. Oh, and you can see. Uh, 
like kind of just above where the body crosses each mm -hmm. other, it kind of ripped its umbilical cord. Well, I've never experienced that. So I'm like, okay, well, it seems okay. You know, like when I was holding it, like I got a little blood on my hand, but I'm like, eh, I don't, you know, I don't think it will do anything. Mm -hmm. Hindsight, uh, maybe if I would have tied it off like BOA guys do. I know sometimes BOA guys will tie off the umbilical cords if, you know, things happen prematurely. I don't know if that would have helped or not, you know, clamping like we do when we're born. Uh, but yeah, within about 20 minutes, like I noticed his behavior started going weird. He kind of started acting like a jag and then he just peeled over like that. Uh, so I don't, I don't think that one happened because of the incubation and stuff. This one, uh, this is the rest of the clutch. There was 13 eggs, uh, ended up losing nine. Uh, I got four live babies. They're still doing well. Uh, that real big albino on the bottom, that one, so it was Sunday morning. I checked the, uh, or Monday morning, I checked the, the eggs. That particular animal pipped on its own, uh, was alive, everything. I go to work, you know, I come back the next day go to check it and it's completely dead in the egg. Uh, and then I cut everything else just to see, cause it's been over 24 hours. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, we're, we're thinking maybe, maybe genetics. I'm kind of waiting to see how the other clutches do that I have. Mm -hmm. um, Eric, I asked Rob the same thing you know, mm -hmm. about what he thought about it. Uh, he pretty much, said the same thing you did uh sound like everything was good as far as parameters humidity temperature airflow all that stuff i haven't changed any of that yeah uh, the only thing i i have changed was i went to the light diffuser kind of suspended instead of putting the eggs in the substrate but you know i don't think that would make that big of a difference right uh, so i guess just maybe it's just something to take with a, a grain of salt, maybe someone that's looking into getting into breeding that it's definitely, you could do everything right. And then things like this can still happen. You know, I think we always show the the good and Hey, look at this and look what I made and blah, blah, blah. You know, you don't right. see and too much of this stuff. So. And it's not your first rodeo too. So it's not like this is something that perhaps you did differently, but other than, like you said, other than the light diffuser, you've been very successful over the years. So this is kind of an anomaly, right? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty stumped on what could have happened. I mean, it was besides, an albino jag, right? Albino jag yeah. was the star. Yeah. 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 So an albino jag to a, a real healthy caramel head albino. That's one of the albinos that made it. That was the first one that came out. Ooh. Uh, so the babies that made it are, you know, super healthy and, and look good. So I, I, I think, um, at least my thought is, is that that Jag gene, when you start mixing it with albino and I had similar type of clutch with, uh, it was a albino Jag to a, uh, zebra head albino. Mm -hmm. Um, and certain similar things that, you know, I, I don't know. I think that's why you don't see a super, I, I know one's been produced or two's been produced, but I haven't heard any updates on it. I don't know if you guys have, um, but you know, I just don't think that for whatever reason they those genes work well together. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you think it's just the the head albino stuff clashing? 
Well, I know, I know that it's been issues with um, breeding albino to albino, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you have the problem there. Uh, you have the albino and the super zebra is like, you know, those eggs just go bad. Um, they don't even make it full term. Um, mm-hmm. So you have that issue. And when you add that Jag gene in with the albino, to me, it's just always a train. It's always been a train. One of the reasons why I got out of Jags is, is that specifically. Um, it's just a mess, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and to your thing with the runner, uh, I had a similar thing. Um, and Rob had gave me a tip um, when, when they start to pip, you get a sort of a, like a damp paper towel and kind of put it over the eggs and um, sort of gives them that little extra security, if you will. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so yeah, that's, that's kinda, brilliant. Yeah. So it Very works cool. well. I do that all the time. So I don't know. But, it's uh, just, yeah, man. I, I think it's just the genes. But, <clears throat> yeah, because I mean, that's that that would make more sense. Because like I said, we were talking about it and kind of going back and forth on sort of a, you know, a look from the top down as far as, you know, OK, it's not humidity. It's not temperature. It's not, you know, medium. It's. You know, it's what that kind of whittles it down to. That's that's the most likely cause would be genes, but I don't know. It's that kind of stuff that just makes me have so many questions as far as as eggs. Yeah, my, and... my thing. Go ahead. No, I was saying I was surprised how it was. Like you would think it would just be the albinos, you right? Know, like the heads would be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my first time doing a an albino clutch so um, i wonder if it has anything to do with the jag uh you know how they have issues with lung development mm-hmm. yeah. yeah maybe uh somehow that came into play maybe uh i know this is probably a stretch but you know you know that how they have those pie jag things maybe somehow something like that happened and yeah there could be something we're not seeing you know in yep. that animal it could just look like a normal albino jag there could be more to it right. yeah yeah. Well, I'll find out next year. <laughs> so did many you, questions. Uh, you didn't happen to cut <laughs> you didn't happen to necropsy any, did you? No. Okay. I know it's hard because they're so tiny, but sometimes, you know, curiosity, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I sure what said, I would really find anyway. There's so much stuff I want to know, because I know when you start getting towards the last like two weeks of incubation with most eggs, you there's more gas exchange going on. And so you want a little more airflow, at least from what I understand with chondros. Um, so that's kind of why I want to hunt down like really solid technical information on that kind of stuff. As far as like what exactly is going on. I just, I feel like if you're doing this and you're, you're breeding on a regular basis, like that's sort of a fundamental thing that you should really at least try and hunt down and, and know as much about it as you can and understanding that I think would give you a better leg up as far as success and knowing what's possibly going on. Uh, Cause Matt most and, and me and Phil were and Rob were talking about uh, like the super hard, thick shelled eggs of Ganyasoma and Boiga and how Matt sent pictures of, I think it was some Ganyasoma that it had, they hatch out of the very top of the egg. So they don't hatch out the side. They hatch out like the top. But it's coincidentally, they also have very thick eggshells. And I've noticed with the Boiga that they do the same thing. They don't really come out the side. They come out the top. Like, that's where they first pip. And so, you know, we were kind of going back and forth on on what could be the possible potential for them to have thicker eggshells like that. Um, 
and sort of, you know, what the benefit is, I guess that's sort of the weaker spot in the eggshell is at that very top point. But this is just, like I said, so many questions, um, you know, adding calcium to some of the laying females and stuff. That's something Matt does that I've started doing. Uh, just, I want to know how they process these things. I want to know what kind of vitamins and supplements you can give them that, that give them a leg up, you know, in the immune system, but also when they're, uh, they're laying and stuff. And I just, I want to know more about the physiology of it. Yeah. Chris, Chris Panchon was telling me that with the, cause I got the Metrotus geckos now, he was saying that you, you can't give them too much dust, too much calcium powder or multivitamin or whatever, because when they do produce eggs, the shell is too thick and they won't be able to pip at all. And, uh, he basically said like every other feeding is usually a good rule of thumb or maybe just once a week is a good rule of thumb. But I think it's interesting because granted we're feeding them captive raised prey items, but I mean, what's the animals, what, what's the, the prey eating in the wild that would not have that level of calcium per se. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think it's very interesting. And it's hard with what? snakes because they're eating rats. I've talked to guys that have been successful with Ganyasoma and a lot of the guys that have, been able to hatch eggs and stuff it's usually they feed more birds chicks and yeah you know, quail stuff like that to where they're not Matt getting, mentioned that as well yeah that seems to be something that if they're eating at least i don't know more than 50 percent you know birds in their diet they seem to have an easier time not having these super calcified eggs mm -hmm. um, that's, that's what i about. thought was was kind of odd is their eggshells are already super thick and he was saying, you know, oxycephalum in particular, he was talking about, I'm sure Jansen, I fall into that category too, but like giving them UV, they seem to really benefit from that as, you know, compared to whatever pythons and stuff we're keeping. Um, but giving them extra calcium as well uh, when they're breeding, which like I said, to me seems kind of odd because of how thick their shells are. Like I wouldn't really want to give my female Boiga extra calcium just because like, at some point they're just going to come out as rocks and like ain't nothing getting out of that damn thing. Yeah. And that was kind of the issue I had with the first clutch was I had a couple that like they pipped the first one pipped and I cut some of the other ones, but I had a bunch that either they just never came out or they were dead before they, you know, and I, I cut them and they were dead before that anyways. And I just didn't know it. I don't, I don't know. It's uh, we're talking true Ganyos Cox, not, not rhinos. Those aren't Ganyos. <laughs> the real deal, man. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. I feel like there's those species are a little more nuanced in terms of you know what they need and stuff. And I definitely want to give mine UV. It's just a matter of figuring out a, a way to put it in there without having them get up, you know, get in contact with it. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> the, you know, I I don't know, man. I think like with uh, Python husbandry, we's kind of just like settled in this spot and. Um, it's interesting to me that people are trying to now like sort of push it forward a little bit, but I guess maybe I have that perspective after talking with, uh, you know, Dick Ross and like, you know, I don't know, talking to him on the phone and how he, how they figured out how to breed pythons in general was just like, you know, really got me start to thinking about how we've sort of just stopped you know, where I see other facets of the hobby, right. art frogs, monitors, whatever, they keep trying to push that forward and trying to figure out like these questions that we all have, you know? Um, so yeah, it's interesting to see a uh, push towards that. So. It seems to me a lot of it is, is mostly just us trying to figure out a way to make it easier on ourselves. 
Like, yeah, we're making it harder because we're not, you know, we're not giving them UV and the and, uh, you know, the extra vitamins and electrolytes and supplements or whatever they might need. And it's like if we like with the Gandhi Soma, like Willie was just saying, like if birds seem to make things a little easier, then it seems like a kind of obvious decision that if like that's something worth exploring and seeing if there's actually something to it. Do you think that even like the fact that if you're feeding rodents, let's say, you know, uh, typically you're getting male rodents. Um, do you think that like that plays a factor in it? Uh, you know, that testosterone from the from the rodent can affect. Uh, you know, what, I don't know. I I feed both because I I mean I do my own feeders. So right. Well, that's the they get that's a pretty decent spread of be, both. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't noticed Doing any difference. Own. Possibly. Like my first thought with that is if a snake's like foraging for something, they're most likely going to come across a male that's looking, you know, that's searching for a mate or whatever. Uh, but then if sure. they find a nest and they're getting, you know, the babies and the females and stuff too. I don't know. I guess it also depends on species, right? You know, I mean, yeah. probably colubrids are more of a hunting type of snake where they are going to go and raid the nest of a, a female yeah. and the babies and all that stuff. But, yeah. Um, we see that any... here all the time with our uh, yellow rats and racers and stuff here. You yeah. see that all the time. Well, they have that naturally varied diet too. I mean, especially racers, they'll eat anything they can fit in their mouth and swallow, you know. And I feel like Conyosoma uh, and Boiga really, I don't, I, it seems to me in my experience that they're really not that far apart in terms of like requirements and things to, to get them, you know, get the most out of them. Um, not necessarily breeding wise, but just in general, like the best health and, and stuff. It seems like they're not like, you know, a carpet or any other colubrid where you can just kind of keep it sort of the standard way. That's, that's become the, the norm. Um, and so, like I said, now it's just trying to figure out how I can add UV to mine and what I can do aside from the extra, you know, liquid calcium and stuff. And now I, I want to get some chicks and stuff and, and vary it up. Is this that same clutch? No, this is this is the one that did it last year. Oh. So and what was, was that pairing? This was I remember. This was a tiger jag to a caramel. Hmm. Tiger so, jag to a caramel. Hmm. Yeah, so same same thing have had uh, good clutches out of out of both but I had a lot of fertility issues uh, last year that's what I chalked that up to you know that's after having a few seasons where I didn't have any issues and then I had that clutch do that and then the one you know first this year like you know what's what's going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> huh but so this was kind what of hell a, is that? So that was an interesting one. Can you go to the next picture real quick? Go. It's a funny looking worm. All right. So those were <laughs> that was my uh, my Peterson clutch from last year. Okay. Uh, was really hoping that would go. Those eggs they had veins and stuff the whole time. Uh, uh -huh. I think they got too wet. They seemed to have swollen. Uh, then after the, you know, the incubation time was up, I cut, and then that's when I got the uh, 
the embryo looking things there. So you think that's that that they were, you think they were stunted at that level of development because of being waterlogged? That clutch there is why I went to the elevated light diffuser. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's because that's, that's, that's what I was thinking. That, yeah. um, Interesting. Just to take that, you know, the whole measurement thing out of it to where I right. could just, you know, if I wanted, I could just fill the bottom of it up with water. You know, people do that. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it's like a, a game of chess. You know, you're always trying to find the right move to get the same result. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. You know, Riley does something interesting that I thought was really cool for a blackhead and Woma eggs where he takes this uh, poly foam stuff mm-hmm. that uh, basically, yeah, and he puts a layer of that on top of the substrate and then he puts the eggs on top of that. So they still have that humidity from, from every, you know, all the uh, substrate being uh, damp and whatnot, but it doesn't mm-hmm. get up onto the eggs. Is that the, uh, is that like, it's super dense, very soft styrofoam or some like kind of fluorofoam stuff almost uh, like a, a super dense it's kind of like i think what they 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 stuff teddy bears with and stuff you know what i mean oh okay all right okay yeah i know what you're talking about because i've thought about yeah. it i don't know if you guys have seen it but it's like very very thick thick condensed almost yoga mat material but it's thin it's only maybe a half inch or a quarter of an inch thick and i thought about cutting like strips of it or making like a uh, you know the the grid pattern on top of a, a cherry pie doing uh-huh. something like that on top of substrate so that there is that foam membrane between the egg and the and the vermiculite or the perlite or whatever but they're still obviously exposed to the atmospheric humidity hmm. it's interesting that billy had that happen with that clutch because i had a similar thing with that first baird's clutch last year that i lost like you know, day 63 or day 65 rolled around and I was like, what's going on with these things? Because from the outside, they looked perfect. Like there was no signs of that they had died. There was no mold. There was no nothing. Those eggs were pristine. And after a while, like I candled them, there was clearly something inside and I ended up cutting them. Uh, and pretty much all of them were dead. They weren't like full term, but they were late term. So they look kind of similar to how those, those worm looking things were in that last photo. Um, and so it was strange because it was like if the eggs aren't really dying, like there's still something going on in there. You know what? What was the issue? Like, what could the problem have been? The only thing I could think is the, you know, they got too much moisture. That's the only thing, and because I think the, I think the substrate itself was too, you know, it was too moist and. That's the only thing I can mm-hmm. think of on that one. Well, I was cooking that clutch too warm to begin with. I found out. I think that that had a big part in it, but it was just strange with the eggs at no point seemed like they were dying or, you know, going downhill. So I don't know, not making that mistake this time around. So yeah. Eric, have you run into any issues as far as incubating stuff and just seeing weird things pop out? <clears throat> um, yeah, uh, usually it's it's at least my experience has always been morph related. Um, uh, yeah, similar. I saw a lot of kinks uh, in albinos, zebra stuff, and um, it always seems like it's the the coolest one. A lot of that crazy, uh, who knows what it is, uh, granites, 
zebra jag caramel oh, yeah. thing. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that just up and died. Um, oh, yeah, so I don't know what happened there, but um, you know, it's uh, I don't know. It's kind of like why uh, again why I kind of moved away from jags. It's just I was just tired of being heartbroken. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. you get this beautiful snake and it's either flipped upside down or it's uh, it's broke. I still. To, you know, Billy, you'll appreciate this. I, I was, I just was cruising Facebook before we were getting started, and I can't believe that people still are having the argument that Jags don't have neuro. I just can't. I'm just, I, I can't believe it. Yeah, I, uh, I got into when I would still kind of get roped into those conversations. Uh, yeah, there was someone that was trying to say that they are recessive. And that's why they're inbred and all that. And it's like, dude, what, what are you saying? And it's like, you know, you know how people are online. Just, yeah. yeah. It gets to the point where you're like, just let them say what they got to say. You know? Yeah. 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 It's, it's just funny though. You know, it's just like, really, we're still having this conversation almost yeah. 15 years later. Like, come on, man. <laughs> well-documented. Well, yeah. you know, there's really not anything we don't know about them at this point. Yeah, I you know I've um yeah I I've had a lot of uh, a good Don't stuff. Uh... Don't read that, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny, uh, Ryan. The other night when he was on, I was listening to Snakes and Stogies, right? And the the whole thing I said on carpets and coffee, right? He just like completely got it all wrong. <laughs> he was talking to you guys. It was like he said everything I said was the opposite. I was like, God damn it, Ryan! <laughs> He's one one day we're gonna make him lick the spoon. He keeps stirring the pot. Oh yeah, He's gonna come around yeah, full like... circle one day. Oh, he's a retic guy. He's low hanging fruit. We're just waiting for this. <laughs> his, his tribal arm tattoo with his shirt off and pictures and stuff. You know, so. that's it. All my dwarfs, yeah. a fifteen foot dwarf, seventy five percent. I keep trying to tell you, mainland twenty five percent dwarf. It's still a dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> I I uh, I I try to do as much maternal incubation as I possibly can, man. I really do, and I don't run into any of those issues. You know, I I would have loved to uh, have tried it. Yeah, yeah. The time fabulous. I did it, it was it was awesome. It was. Yeah. Uh, I found out that my AP cages that I had my jungle in that I did it. Uh, the space in between the doors, uh, baby jungles can get out of. Right. So I, had to, I had to wrangle oh, a whole bunch out of my snake room. So not oh, only yeah. you have to wait two years for your your cage to show up, but it's also it's not escape proof. Yeah, well, I got it stuck wow. in hand, so the other guy had to wait for it. But uh, yeah, I ended up and I got lucky because there were actually twins in one of the eggs, and I happened to just keep looking after I found as many babies as I had eggs, and I ended up finding another one. Wow! I, I did a produce a two-headed uh, pop one carpet. That was pretty interesting um really yeah that was that was interesting did you did you save it like formaldehyde or whatever yep awesome yeah yeah um but uh it was a beautiful pattern too it's always i'm telling you man it's always the one you know it's 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 this beautiful snake and you're just like damn it the biggest dumpster fire out of the whole clutch yeah that's it i did that with the the dwarf game (laughs) I did that with a uh, Peterson, my first Peterson yeah. clutch. Yeah, uh, 
one of them, I was like, oh man, twins, awesome. And it kept coming out. I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. So do you think uh, the Peterson stuff, I'm curious, do you think that, uh, that um, did you have issues because of being inbred too much or do you think it's just their, what, what's your, I think it was operator error. I honestly think that first year um, it was operator error. Okay. Uh, and then last year was the last time I tried. Uh, okay. So I still got another year or two. I got two more females that I'm raising up. So I'll try again. Right. So right. we'll see. But I have, you know, I have ideas to try to keep them straight Petersons and then, you know, outcross and figure out that whole thing. Uh, you know, yeah. See what happens. Because you have to strengthen it somehow, you know, like. Right. Or else you'll just—I'll keep getting clutches like I got earlier. So. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. When are we gonna have Embracado over here, Burke? Man, not soon enough. <laughs> we were if all I joking. My way. Like, he's gonna be the first person because there's some in Europe that popped up, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, they've been there. Yeah. Burke's gonna be the first one to. Oh, I work over as many dollars so as he needs fast. to get him over here. Look, what uh, makes you? You really think that the Podfather hasn't already planted multiple seeds over there? Oh heck yeah, man! He's just like John. He's like Johnny Appleseed all over Europe. He's just one day just gonna At say, the top "Oh, of every one list. of these," and just pull it out. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. The, or the he'll have an adult pair because he's had them for like twenty years. He's like, yeah, he already has. Them. I will yeah. never tell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's it, you guys save it for the NPR Christmas special and uh, yeah. like, oh, oh guys, by the way, you just like put it around your neck. <laughs> I would say something like, uh, you know, it's like, uh, well, maybe one day you'll get Imbricata. I'd be like, what are you talking about? I've had them for like 10 years. Uh, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I got to ask, is it the wallpaper of your phone right now? That one that one picture oh. you, you, me, and Nipper were looking at? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Of course, yeah. I love dude. It. They're probably the coolest of the carpets, man. If you look at wild Imbricata pictures, they are freaking phenomenal, man. There's so much variation in Imbricata; it's it's insane. Yeah. It's yeah. We were talking about how they look almost like a like a dark brettles crossed with like a coastal kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like the Even ones that, that Scott showed us, they were just very very dark. Yeah, yeah. but you look at like the terrain too; it's super dynamic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's 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 sand, there's rock, there's scrubland. It's all over the place. It's bittersweet to me, Phil. I should have I been there two years ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or a year ago. I can't even keep track anymore. <laughs> Fucking COVID. Uh, what would I take first, yeah. Flinders or Imbricata? Well, beings that maybe Flinders are Imbricata. I'm um, sorry, Inlands will always really be better. my number one. Oh, Inlands Eric's are cool, man. Inlands. Yeah, he's got yeah, he's got some Inlands. He really love. likes a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> yep. I couldn't get them to breed this year, man. I think next year my approach is going to be uh, breeding them like I do my regular coastals and jungles and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that'll make me want them even more. <laughs> yeah. Make it easier. Yeah, I, I started looking into it, and I remember when the first clutch was produced um, here in the states, and it was produced, it, and everybody was their mind was blown because they thought they were spring breeders, and mm -hmm. they, you know, uh, I think it was Justin and Chuck Poland, I think um, yeah. they produced the clutch, and 
yeah, it was in the you know in the normal time frame. It was like February or something. So oh, okay. Everybody Good was time. arguing. They're not pure inlands, then you know it yeah. can't be. <laughs> yeah. Like, everybody's on, an expert. <laughs> first ones yeah. in the country, and everybody's an expert already. Yeah. Really? So. Well, hopefully those go for you, man. Because I'm, I'm looking forward to those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, we were talking about, um, you know, like. Uh, me and Rob were talking about this last night, like projects and, and how many animals that you need in a, in a group to have, uh, you know, a genetically diverse group. And this is, this, this is what I was trying to say on carpets coffee is why I was moving away from morphs. Like if I want to have a, a, a really genetically diverse group of Papuan carpets, that takes a lot of animals. Right. Yeah. You know, so like in to, to order to be, uh, somebody that has those uh, diverse bloodlines, um, you know, and then obviously trading with guys like you, you're going to produce stuff. I'll produce stuff here. You take some of these babies. I take some of those babies, you know, that kind of thing. And keeping the bloodline strong um, is kind of important. We can't, we can't screw this one up, you know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> all the other ones have been screwed up. So let's not, <laughs> let's not shit the bunk with this one. So well, that's a, uh, that's been my, my take on my Maclot group. Right. I've gotten them. I got 2.4 and only uh -huh. two of them are related. I've purposely got them from different sources. And, you know, some are right. long-term captive, uh, F1 animals, blah, 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 and all that stuff. Right. But for that same reason. So I could still produce animals for multiple seasons and never, you know, end up having sibling to sibling or anything like that. Right. Which is important. Like you said, when you can trade with other people and stuff. Yeah, I made yeah, sure when I got my pop ones that I specifically got all field collected, and like I know that that's taboo to some people, but I wanted fresh everything. You know, I don't think it is with carpets though. Like we're yeah, so but, used to them being imported. To me, it's like I meant as whole herbiculture as a whole. You know, no, no. don't worry about. Got to take people. advantage of that. Yeah, got to take advantage of yeah. being able to get that that wild, you know, wild yeah. blood while we can. Yeah, yeah, might not might not be there. You know, right. So, you've seen my group, Phil. The, the nicest ones I have are the the farm bred, Phil collected ones. Oh yeah. Is it me or is that true? I mean, like I'm starting to see that. You know, like yeah. every yeah. wild one I have is hands above uh, some of the stuff that's been selectively bred forever. You know. Well, yeah. it seems like the selectively bred pop ones have always been the high orange. Like that's always been the the single goal. You know, it doesn't yeah. seem like a lot right. of people have tried too many other looks. Yeah. There's so many other, I mean, I don't have to tell you, Eric. Yeah. The sky's the limit on those guys. But. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I only got the one, 1. 1.2, but each animal is completely different looking. And I, yeah. I had a, a handful of, of, so my male is super dark, almost, almost exanthic. And it, it still has like some yellows and some, some khaki colors on the sides and stuff. But, when I was picking stuff out, I was like, these are completely different. And although I really like the dark animal, I like the sunset stuff, but I was like, let me just hodgepodge it just to freshen things up, you know? Because I yeah. imagine I'm totally going to swap snakes with Billy in the future. So, you know what I mean? Just keep the ball rolling. Yeah. Between the three <laughs> of us, we'll be sending each other. Uh... <laughs> yeah, right? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. It'll happen. 
Oh. Yeah, I, I would much rather, you know, that's why like a lot of people ask me about, you know, buying Poplin carpets. And um, at this point, the stage I'm at, it's like I want to make sure that they go to hands and that that people are going to us. You know what I mean? That are going to establish these these bloodlines. And to me, that's more important long term. Um, yeah. So. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just look at how far they've come with jungles and how there's only you know a limited uh, yeah palette as far as colors and stuff. You know. Yeah. Like these things can be out of this world. Savu pythons suck. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had Savus fifteen years ago, and I was like, "Why do I have these things?" I don't that know. Would be the only guy. I would eat, man. That's like the one species in that group I really want. Dude, they're awesome. You've seen my Max, dude. How can you say that? With me, I I admit, well, I get enough flack for how I say Maclets that I have zero desire to keep them. That's a terrible <laughs> reason not to keep them. That is a terrible, terrible reason, reason not to keep terrible reason. And here's the thing. Oh. All the I'm gonna I'm gonna be bold and say of the not must not say hundreds, but well over a hundred max that I've messed with over the years doing like import export shit. Billies are not only the prettiest, they're freaking tame. And that's the coolest part. Because every exactly. Maclots back in the day would literally try and bite you in the face. And Billy's is just like, oh, I'm being touched. Nice. Yeah, mine are pretty chill. Now, so my uh, I, I'll explain why I I'm not uh, Savu pythons are beautiful pythons. They are absolutely phenomenal. The white eye, the whole thing, the contrast between the dark and you know just amazing. Just they just did not do good for me. I just oh. they 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 wouldn't eat. They're constantly like they would wrap and bite and you know and and for whatever reason savu pythons wrap their entire body around the prey item like it's like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they, their whole entire true. thing is just yeah. they beat beehive your hand yeah They're like king snake uh, they give it all yep yeah i just i didn't have luck with them owen didn't have luck with them i don't know maybe i'm just not a liasis keeper maybe they knew i was the morelia guy and just they're like nope <laughs> we're not going to cooperate We'll get Fuscus in your hand soon enough. Can't sit here. Say, uh, yeah, I, I need them, man. I do. Queensland Fuscus. Um, yeah. Give us time. Give us time. Give us some time. I don't know I what just, it is, man. That stuff just doesn't do it for me. Like, I like Phil's. Phil's are really pretty, but as far as, like, desire to keep them, I, it's not there for me. I just... Yeah. I was just looking at... A, a, I was at Underground's farm with Casey, showing them around, and they have a, a, a guy who's... I can't remember the acronym... But uh, he's doing PVC cages, but he's basically making a, for lack of a better word, a vision cage out of PVC and bonding it oh, all wow. together. And it still has the track and the sliding glass and stuff. And they have um, uh, they have some six foots and some four foots for some Dramarcon. And dude, like it's the ultimate Fuscus cage because it's like four or six feet wide by like three feet tall and two feet deep. And like it's big enough that you could put a big water basin in there, but it's also tall enough and spacious enough to put branches and stuff. So, I'm I'm excited to to hopefully get those cages, even though they're only they're only thirty inches long now. You know. Yeah, water pythons surprised me, man. You know, I thought that uh, there are these small pythons, and you know that one we found in Australia like totally changed my mind about our whole concept of like. Yeah. Snakes don't get, you know, like get bit. I mean, this thing was had to be at least nine foot, eight, nine foot. It was huge. We thought it was an olive python. 
it's it's crazy how you know but here in the states what you know what do they get four four foot five foot maybe well i think the the parents of my queenslands i think the male was like six and the female was pushing seven so okay i mean it's still small compared i can see them eating way more in the wild than most other species though just given like seeing jake's and seeing yours like i can see those things eating way more frequently than than other stuff you know yeah, but that so, was the weird thing. The wild one was huge, and the you know what we keep in captivity was small. So I don't know if it was because this was a like a park, and it's probably like uh, people know. were feeding the pigeons. <laughs> yeah, probably like thirty years old too. Probably, yeah. yeah. So I was I was hoping that we'd get on some Lias's talk we, because yeah. this video was this video was sent to me by a very good friend of mine in Australia who is uh-huh. a, uh, a field ecologist and is permitted to do what you're about to see in this video. Uh, no harm came to the animal. It was quickly released. I don't know why someone's hogging their horn like that. Um, quickly released right after this video was taken, but it was sent to me specifically because he knows that Billy and I are just fuscus freaks. So I present to you probably the, the definitely the largest one I've ever seen, you know, even on video. So here you go. I'm bored. Pay attention, Smitty. <laughs> Where's the stuff? <laughs> just just wait, boys. Just wait. Like Phil Field Herping. If he finds a dead body, I'm gonna be very upset. Oh no. This this makes me want to go play with mine right now. There it is. Look at that. Yeah, that's a that's, uh, that's a good size. Look at that yellow belly. So oh, much yeah, yellow. Yeah. So much contrast. Yeah, they're they're pretty snakes. That's a big one. Jeez. It's amazing how they the grass is so thick and they just slither underneath it. You know, it's almost like get gliding gliding subterraneanly. Is that I don't even know if that's now, a word. Where was this, Phil? Was this in Queensland or was yeah, this, this in the this Northern is, Territory? Queensland. This is uh, this is this should be I, I believe right now because he travels all over you know the Eastern Continent, um, and uh, I'm pretty sure this is north north eastern no. Northwestern Queensland. So, um, hold on, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man, he sent me another video that's nowhere near as impressive, but it's a good like seven footer that uh grabbed some bird like right in front of him. I guess he had released that one, walked like 15, 20 feet away from the one that he had caught, and and it just snatches this bird right okay. in front of him. So they're they're all over the place. Look at that! Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'll try that. So that's what I thought their size was, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I remember the picture that big one you were talking about, Eric. But that other huge. one was huge. Yeah, <laughs> I think I have that picture somewhere, probably in here somewhere. Uh, 
Is that Owen naked? Don't look at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I thought I had it in here. I guess I don't. If I wanted to go. see Chewbacca, I'd go watch Star Wars. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Now we're there talking language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Now Justin will start talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's the caramel candy cane. How how bad do you? I would love to work with them, man. I would murder a small kitten if it meant. <laughs> I, would, I would feel really bad while I was doing it, and I would probably cry. But if it meant getting some of those, yeah, I'll sacrifice whatever I have to. Very cool. Oh. <laughs> uh, they need to reclassify them so we can friggin' own them, you know, kosher. <laughs> they did, but they didn't. Like, those are all still irregulars. Everything True. else, like the Southeast Asian and the Guam stuff, that's now Flavisons. And then everything inside that, that ring that separates Australia and that stuff and New Guinea, that's all irregular. Right. So, was that a segue into some venomous? Or no? No. No, yeah, I got another. I got it another was. question for Bert before we. All right, all right. Let's, 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 we'll stick to Python. We'll stick to Python. <laughs> got the right Python now. guy here. You want to go on the venom? I, I, I don't know, man. Go <laughs> on. Yeah, on. He, does. he does. He does. All right, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get Absolutely. It, get, it, get it in. All right, sorry, Bert. How are yes. the ruffies doing? Get it in. Yes. Oh, yes. awesome. Talk about the ruffies. Dude, coolest snakes ever. Um, I can't believe I waited so long to pull the trigger on them. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's just the whole, you know, coming up in the hobby and them being what the Owen Pelly is to keepers today. Um, yeah. You know, um, but uh, wow. Just, I, just I never state. would have expected them to explode as much as they have. Like they've come such a long way in such a short amount of time. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I listened to I the show wait. you guys did on them and oh, they, the natural history. And, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. I'm a sucker for a story. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So once I, I got Me the too. full, you know, the full story behind him, I was like, oh my god, these things are incredible. Yeah, yeah. Just that, and if you go and you watch um, on yeah. YouTube, there's some um, the episodes where they actually um, were, uh, you know, up there with John Weigel, and uh, you find in them, which you know, yeah. That area is so remote. I mean, we thought we were in Northern Territory and we were remote in Kakadu. I can't imagine what it's like to be up there, you know? Did you watch the whole series on that whole Kimberly thing or no? Yes. Yes. Dude, like watching him intentionally beach his boat because he knows yes. the tide's going to go out and like yes. waiting for the tide to come back and f just fishing to pass the time. And you know, it's just yeah. him and him and his dog and the camera guy. Like, yeah, it's crazy. It's amazing. Man. It's I legit it. adventure. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Are you are you on the fence about Ruffies or what what what? Well, no me? one no one's yeah. on the fence of that. No, uh. I so I've I want them. I do want them. Uh yeah. I want everything. I'm kind of one of those guys. <laughs> like, I can relate. You can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> um I don't know why I haven't. It's probably the same reason I don't have blackheads. You know, I can't really explain why. I just just haven't done it yet. 
Well, I can tell you this. Like, I was the same boat, right? You know, and I, I just mm -hmm. kept thinking, Owen's going to produce him. Owen's going to produce him. I'll just wait another year. Owen's going to produce him. Like, let me get something that he doesn't have. That way, if we, you know, we can switch back and forth yeah. and all that kind of stuff, you know. Right. And uh, he's had such a shit luck with that that project, man. It's just. That's Man, he just gets he just gets one blow after the other. Like he just bought a female um, because his female died this past season. Uh, she became egg bound, and something happened. Oh. And uh, he he replaced the female, and that's when that whole FedEx nightmare was happening. And it was Dude. a DOA, you know. Oh. So it's just like one kicking the nards after another, you know. It's, yeah, that's but, yeah. FedEx has been a mess lately, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're pretty keeled. Um, pretty rough. I, yeah, I don't know how it, it equates with a Western hog nose. I think they're probably more so, but um, it's been a long time since I held a hog nose. So. I'd imagine they'd be closer to like a king rat. Those are pretty keeled. Yeah. Maybe yeah. more than that. But see, I think that when you touch uh, a Lafayette Carnata and then you touch, you know, Morelia Carnata, like the scale difference is, yeah. is the size of the scalation is much larger on the rat snake. And I think it gives a different feel. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 It'll definitely be different. I was trying to see what to compare it to. If yeah. I was going to guess, I don't know. Cause I'm not, I don't, I'm not cool enough to have one yet. <laughs> their eyes, their eyes are amazing. The head stamp is amazing. That's sort of like that circle right on the middle scale right in the middle of their head uh you know they change color very similar to like what you see with poplin carpets um yeah man it's just they're just cool snakes yeah the daytona before so the 2019 daytona i remember there was i'd never seen that many rough scales for sale ever yeah like yeah. there was, yeah, there was with some for sale and it was awesome i was like that's there was that's two fantastic. or three yeah. yeah there were baby diamonds too there was a lot mm -hmm. that year yeah well what we're gonna do is once billy gets his roughies I'll, I'll we'll just tube a saw scale viper and just compare and contrast. There you go. <laughs> you know? yeah. Very cool. See, saw I scale waited. Python. That was an opportunity missed. That was an opportunity missed. The um, I was waiting on the roughies. So Marcus brought up roughies to me a few years ago. He's like, dude, I'm really thinking about getting these rough scales. You know, they're really expensive, but dude, they're so cool. They're, it's like a it's like a boreal, but it's not, and it's got the blue eyes. And I was like, ah. Uh, they're all right. I don't rock know. Rock condors, right? And then yeah. obviously I started hanging out with you freaks, which you know you guys are just so You're passionate welcome. about it. I know, thanks. And um, <laughs> I was waiting. I'm still waiting. I'm gonna have them eventually, but I'm waiting because it, not about the price or like the price going down or more people breeding them, but it's still fresh. And I feel like I'm not the guy who can dial in the way that other people can. And I figure I leave it to the pros, and then once things are more established husbandry wise, and I'm more comfortable with it, then I'll I'll, I'll snap into that. You know, he waits for the line to die down, and then he jumps in. <laughs> I don't know about that. It was it was more like, hey, look, this is how you stand in line. Don't just you know meander. So you it? wouldn't get an Owen Pelly Python if they became available. Is that what you're saying, Phil? You're gonna wait. <laughs> no, I would, I would honestly, I would probably just give it to you. <laughs> you know? Oh man. He did it yeah. with a, with a, with a nice scrub for me and it turned yeah, out to not be a nice scrub. So be careful with what, oh, what, false advertising. 
dude, that scrub was perfectly fine until they You know what it was? It was because you were such a wuss putting him back in the bag at Daytona. I That's was. <laughs> he doesn't respect you. I was like, dude, Tanner's dude he, does it. he doesn't. He doesn't know who's boss. My experience is Tanner's bars have been the worst. <laughs> they're, they're, they're the worst. I mean, I read like, there's an old paper that someone put online that talked about how tame they are, and I'm like, that's dude, bullshit. Snake, are you keeping this thing? Whoever, whoever wrote that paper was a liar. Every time <laughs> I come in the room, <laughs> he sticks his little head out of his hide and he just watches me. And he slowly, like every time I turn around, he's slightly closer to the glass than he was like 30 seconds before. He's he's great. I, I love that snake to death. I, I really want to get a female for him or, or find someone with a female uh, and make, make something happen. Cause I, I don't want him to kind of go to waste, I guess in a sense, since those seem to be so hard to come by now. Right. Um, but he's an awesome snake. He's just, if he's not trying to bite, he's trying to run and it's eventually one turns into the other, you know, and he just angers himself on something and just waits. Look, I the don't cool wanna... thing about, Oh, okay. sorry. Okay. No, I was gonna say the cool thing about them is just that they stay smaller for a scrub python, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I gave him this nice decked pattern. out black box XT4, and he doesn't even he explores it at night. But other than that, he has his one hide in the day, and that's where he doesn't he doesn't leave it. Thought I was doing yeah, him a favor. Right. And... Yeah, that's dude, a, that's a nice snake, man. That snake yeah, was was cool. awesome. And when I when I got him, yeah. I, I messaged Lawrence, and I was like, "Hey, man, what do you think of that?" He's like, how do you get it across the pond? Because <laughs> like, because like, I didn't know what the hell I was looking at, you know. And uh, nah. I mean, we're still on the fence of whether or not it was a, a farm thing or if it was just snatched out of the wild as an adult or, or as a juvenile, or whatever. But I don't know, man. That snake was totally chill before Justin got it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, the pattern, the fact that it's patterned, really make. Well, I mean, that's probably not a hundred percent true, but you see more patterned. Um, captive bred than you do uh, uh, w- patternless. It's usually wild caught, a lot of okay. wild caught stuff. But and, and when I took this picture, that I thought that blue floor kind of messed up like the white balance of the photo. So I started messing with the photo, but I went up keeping it the original. That's an unedited cell phone picture because that. I mean, Justin, concur with me. Like Dude, that's what it looks like. The iridescence on that thing is just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. That, that snake yeah. in person was. It was incredible. Yeah, man. For sure. I had a patternless yellow uh, tannin bar. It was mm. amazing. Oh, my God. The thing was beautiful. It's you like usually a- don't see that mixture. You usually see the exanic patternless. Yeah. And you usually see exanic pattern, but the patternless, uh, I guess, normal type, if, I guess, is mm-hmm. what you get to say. I think, I think there's some it's thought like that look. maybe – the normal had become the exanic because of just being on that island. That uh, yeah. Now was it more? Like, was it like Malukan yellow, or was it like Justin said, yes. like uh, uh, white oh, yellow? No, it was like Malukan yellow. Um, let's see. I'm sure I have a picture of it somewhere. I'm trying to find it. As you guys chat about. Uh, yeah. It's it's so frustrating because you know you talk to Harlan and and Rob and they're like yeah they used to bring those things in in crazy numbers but eventually i guess people just gave up on them because they just they were cheap and no one wanted them and it was kind of like the ij of scrubs at one point exactly. where people were just like whatever it's yep. the garbage garbage somalia 
Yeah. Well, a lot of people, I think back in, at least when I was getting into scrubs, a lot of people really wanted the bar neck stuff and the helm mm -hmm. hair was a big thing, you know? So like everybody wanted helm hairs because they wanted to be the person that figured them out. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's kind of funny how that the, the, the race to be the guy for something has become such a thing. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Y'all feel like it's Very more strange. so now than it used to be? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's more the, the, I feel like there's a lot of people now that are like, I want to be the guy for the notoriety. Not necessarily, I want to be the guy who figures this out so we can spread the, the knowledge wealth, you know? That's right. I'm cracking the code on bear drats. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Me and Rob used to say tough. that all Let the time about how Maharis, you know, like once somebody breeds them, then they won't be as popular anymore. And yep. we were right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Still awesome animals, though, man. Oh, awesome. how Maharis scrubs are phenomenal. Super cool. So and I, I'm just, I'm yeah. sad that I never got the chance to do a legit Somalia project because the state, the state shut me down, man. You know? Yeah. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And even before all the most recent legislation, because like two years ago when I had, uh, I had really dove in, they have like, it was the class three permit for uh, selling and breeding. And I had uh -huh. renewed it. And I was like, hey, I, I want to, I took my inspector. I was like, hey, I want to get into scrub pythons. And there's a lot of species that are not on the restricted list, but there's still, you know, quote unquote scrubs. And the, the license just says in English scrub python, right? And he's like, listen, man, if you want to do it and breed them, go for it. But if it's going to be like a multi-year project thing where they're, they're sitting in your home, then that's not counting as a breeder. That's counting as a pet. I said, mm -hmm. yeah, but I have to, I have to, it takes me, it's going to take me seven, 10 years to really get this thing going. He's like, no, nah, man, the state's going to think it's a pet. They're going to take them from you. I was like, okay, never mind. I won't invest the money, you know? Look that's at that the one thing. I had. Yeah, yeah. Dude, straight up Maluka. Class Delepis Light. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, like, I can understand, like, the more difficult species or the stuff that historically has kind of been ignored, you know, like the Jansen Eye and, and stuff like that. The stuff that's imported, I guess, in large numbers. Like, saying you you managed to pull a clutch out and that they went to distance. Like, that's that's a cool accomplishment. Like, if I ever bred Jansen Eye, I feel like I could, I could probably die and feel like I had actually done something for humanity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's just like I, I understand it, but when you're doing it just for the sake of saying, you know, just wearing that badge, I think it's kind of wasted in a sense. Like, do it because you want to breed that species, and that's like you want to take it on that personal challenge. You know, it's yeah. just like lose. It's like losing weight. Like, you can lose yeah. 200 pounds for beach week, but it's probably going to feel a little better when you're doing it because you want to and because. You want to be healthier. Yeah, agreed. Not for strangers on spring break. Who you're never going to see ever again, right? Yep. I don't know. That might have been a dumb analogy, but. No, I, th I think it was a great analogy, man. I do. Because, like, think about how many people, like, they, they hit the gym. They do all this stuff. They, they put on this facade so they can lose the weight for bikini season. You know, guys and girls. And. And then come Christmas, they pack that shit right back on. And it's like you're doing that you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You 
know, you're doing it for, like we we're talking about, for the notoriety and not for the health benefits or for spreading the knowledge of the species. Mm -hmm. Jeff said he loves the Waminas, which I do like the Waminas, the, those, those scrubs. That's one of the localities that definitely stands out to me. When I was coming into uh, to Morelia, th this one was the Holy Grail, and I had I had them for a while, but I I, I moved them on. But uh, the uh, high orange oxibils. Oh yeah, yeah man. That's another probably my second favorite. Well, I think those would actually be my favorite locality as far as those like PNG stuff, and then Waminas would come in second easily. Because seeing some of those yeah, ones that Lawrence has are just unbelievable, man. Yeah. Yeah, they were cool, cool snakes for sure. Yeah, Scott said you need to wear a bikini on the next live stream, Phil. <laughs> I'll make sure I wear a blindfold. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get right on you that. one, buddy. <laughs> sure, we'll just film from the clavicle up. <laughs> there you go. My main boobs are big enough. I could probably wear one of Katie's bras. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is a battle of the cup sizes. <laughs> Ugh, God. Oh, so much hair. Ugh. Uh, hair, hair I'm popping not that hairy. Side. Like my chest is not nearly as hairy as my face. Fortunately, <laughs> in case anybody was wondering. Yeah. Now we know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Right. Hey, let, me, let me paint you a picture. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll join the club real quick and say that I don't have this anymore and I'm sad. Oh wow. Yeah, me yeah. too, man. I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah, it never, it never made it all the way to full yellow. It, it passed away at about five, three years old, three and a half years old. So, yeah. <clears throat> I, you know, if we were raising money for U.S. art, I may be tempted to wear a bikini top if it meant raising money for that. We were willing to let Cannon swim with an alligator for for that much money. So, and dude, it's funny because right after we were done recording, like, yeah, obviously, Case and I were driving and talking, and it got silent. You know, you get that like comfortable silence, right? Because we're we're both exhausted. It's late. It's like midnight, and he he just without looking at me, he's just focused on the road, right? He just leans over and goes, "You know, if I had a spare set of clothes and you had a towel, I was totally going in the water." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, he would just do it. He just has he to. Would. He would. He just has to talk him into it, and he's yeah, get him to do pretty much anything. Right. Cool. Yeah. Scott says the episode with Ross was awesome. I need to listen to it too. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's so it's crazy. I've talked to that guy like every day. Uh since since we started putting that together and like to have this guy texting me at where you know it's like i'm at work and he sends me a text message and you know i'm, I'm sending him pictures of carpets or whatever and like we're going back and forth and like then we're talking pythons so i'm just like oh my god i can't believe i'm talking to this guy how freaking cool is this like ah it's just man it's crazy yeah i feel like that anytime like rob and matt like we're in a group chat with them it's like yeah, you guys. Why are you guys wasting your time talking to me and Phil? <laughs> like, Jesus, don't you have like better stuff to be doing? Holy crap! Yeah. Well, I, I was I was telling my lady friend today. I was like, listen, we're having the the, the pod father on. I was explaining the whole concept of it, <laughs> and and she's like, that's that's so cool. You get to like 
hang out with, you know, the cool people. I was like, yes, and they know who I am. It's amazing. You don't even bring up Scott. Jeez. Uh, I don't know what's going when, when Scott and I do meet face to face, he's going to be very uncomfortable with me. Going <laughs> to be like Farley. Oh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to ambush him with a hug. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'll give him. I'll give him the. You know, the, the man hug. You know. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm just like, yes, my Scott. Yes. Give me some of his DNA so I can clone him. Meeting Scott. <laughs> meeting Scott in Australia, I learned more from him in probably the half a day. Not even a half a day. I mean, he picked us up on his way to the airport, took us to find a coastal carpet, just because we wanted to be able to tell Owen that we found a coastal carpet. You know, <laughs> and. uh um, and you know, meeting him and it's, yeah, man, I'm with you hundred percent. It's just like, Oh my God, this is Scott Iper. Like, you know, he's, he's taking us to see a carpet Python, you know, and just like, how freaking cool is this? You know? And then he's like schooling me on herping and, you know, I'm, I'm like a little kid, you know, just like on every word he says and everything he's, oh, it's just, oh man, it's, that it was really cool. Really, really cool. And the fact yeah, that he didn't know us, you know, I mean, he didn't know yeah. who, I guess to a certain extent he did, you know, but not like personally that we talked or anything. And yeah, yeah. this is an awesome, awesome guy, man. Really, really that's cool. That's about the thing the about, it's just the that's the thing about this hobby is that you can, like if people see, especially with online, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, see that you're serious about whatever you're into, you know, they're yeah. willing to, you know, to either show you their collection or, you know, share information with you or whatever. Yeah, it's definitely one of the better parts of the hobby. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We need to go actually. That's that's what this is for. That's what I'm I'm studying, Scott. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, man. What's up with the rinks, man? Ha yes. into it, Phil. My wrinkles. Oh, so those of you who know me know that I have an affinity for lethal hog nose that spit. I think a fetish is a <laughs> So uh, my babies, obviously my female passed away, rest her soul. Um, my babies came in on a shipment with several other ones. The two nicest animals in the in the shipment uh, were, a, were a pair, coincidentally. Um, a black and orange banded cogstad and a black and yellow, maybe black and white, depending on how you look at it. Um, it's like a very, very faint lemonade yellow. Um, and they were uh, sold to an individual who has come on hard times. And thankfully, I have some friends who know what I like. And they're like, hey, man, this guy is selling them. Do you want them? And I just said yes. So without further ado, here is... The male screen share. Are these bigger? These, that's an adult male. So it's right around three, three and a half foot. And it's a bad picture. Now I do not wow. keep him. I do not keep him in that cage. I just put him in that vision just for photos. And when I show the female, it's the same thing. I just, I just put him in the vision cage for, for photos. You know? So, uh, that's the male. And, uh, this picture does not do him justice in the least capacity. That snake is so orange and there's so much That's modeling and orange in the hood and the blacks are just rich, rich jet black. So that's the boy and that's the girl. Wow. <laughs> she looks lovely. So wow. the, the boy is super chill. He, um, he hoods up flat, like 
uh, like a, a Notecus or even like a false water cobra and really doesn't rear up at all. I mean, maybe a little bit just to be like, hey, don't touch me, you know? The girl, her sole purpose in life is to end me now. Um, and uh, dude, I, I'm I'm just, I'm still in shock that I that I got these. So that, that there's more of the girl. Taking photos was very difficult. You know, obviously this is behind glass, you can see the glare, but uh, I wish I could do the iPhone live photos on the streaming because like, you know, when you hold the picture down and moves, <laughs> yeah. because dude, these pictures, like, and you, you hear them hissing and huffing and oh man, but that's the male's hood. So uh, that's actually in oh, wow. the, the tub he's in. And I kind of put it by the window so that like I get, get some natural sunlight and he happened to just flare out. So uh, now I'm, I'm uh, I got some more wrinkles and uh, I literally wow. like, I, I was, I was cleaning, cleaning tubs before the show and like, I'm trembling and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, why am I trembling? Like, this is my first freaking rodeo. And I was like, oh yeah, cause these are mine. <laughs> They're mine, you know? And then yeah. of course, you know, your, your mind starts to wander. Cause the, the female did in that, when I took that photo, she did spit once on the glass and like, obviously I'm wearing protective headgear and I'm taking all my precautions, but I'm also wearing shorts. And I was like, man, I, I know Casey and I were walking around in some grass and I looked down and like, I don't realize it, but I have all these cuts on my legs. And I was like, oh, thank God she did it in the, in the cage behind glass and not like on the hook, you know? So now I gotta, I gotta probably wear pants when I take them out just, just in case, you know? But, Everything uh, happens for a reason, man. Yeah, dude. And like, I'm a big believer in karma and like, you know, just good things come to, to, to good people. And like, not to say I'm a good mm -hmm. person, but like the, the stars aligned for this one. Like my, my friend mm -hmm. knowing that I wanted him, the other guy, you know, unfortunately he was on hard times, but you know, he, at least he, uh, he can get him to a good home. IE me. <laughs> That's how I felt about those bimaculata, man. It was like, they've been sitting here forever. The last two, they're still there. Yeah, might as well. Yep. That's an awesome shot, man. So uh, it's a shame that this is a cell phone photo, but this was taken. That's Casey, by the way. That's Casey behind my car. And just to show you that we did find snakes this week, we just <laughs> didn't necessarily find them on live air. So yeah, there you go. So that's a Florida nice. Cottonmouth, and uh, that's Casey pulling his camera out of his camera bag. And uh, I thought that was a fun picture. Yeah, it's a so, nice picture. I like it. But, but it's nowhere near as cool as that. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't man. realize they stood up that tall. Oh, yeah. And by the way, that's a, that's three, that's a three-foot-tall cage. So that's actually the, the, the vision cages that I'm on. I have vision cages that I've been waiting specifically for animals like these and they're three foot wide two feet deep and three feet tall so it gives them room to sprawl out and stand up if they need be so that that snake is literally hooding or standing i should say about 24 inches maybe 23 inches crazy Double. right <sighs> fucking you got love those excited how the male's super chill and the female's the devil. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. So. so how big is your group of them now? What's that? Two point. Yeah. How, how many do you have of them now? 
So I've got that's a pair that's 1.1, and then I've got uh, what I believe to be a male baby that's only like uh-huh. five months old. So okay, and then I had the female baby, which was uh, a litter mate, and she passed. So let's say, are they egg bears or live bears? They are live bears. That's why friend. they're that's why they're they're kind of their own thing. Yeah, they're they're completely monotypic. So you have okay. it's in a lapid that has neurotoxic and cytotoxic venom, where it can spit. The fangs are grooved, and, and the, the injection part of the fang is grooved completely different because they don't spray, they like throw the venom out. Uh, it has the hood, it stands up, it's keeled scaled, which no other cobra is keeled scaled, and they're live bearing. You know, wow. it, it's it's a perfect it's a perfect package. And they're 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 considered an ancestral cobra. So like it's ancient, ancient uh, evolution. It's, it's it's fucking amazing, man. I love these things. Wow. You know? But uh, what's crazy is I know the guy had kept them together for a while, and then I guess they kind of got snippety at each other, so he separated them. So the guy who told me about it, he's like, dude, I think that female might be, you know, I don't, I don't want to jinx it. But he says, I'm pretty sure that he thought they locked up at some point. So, I mean, it's still early. If they did, they would have – I was talking to Henry about this. I was like, if they did lock up, it probably would have been like back in December. So that would put her at – early July or late June for dropping. So I still got some time to see what happens, but uh, well, reach in there and grab her and palpate her. Uh, no, <laughs> no. no. Ultrasound. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let me just whip that out. <laughs> no one, no uh, one ever dies from a wrinkles bite. Uh, no <laughs> one's all right. So it's funny. So no one has died from a wrinkles bite in over 40 years, but so you're fine. But most people respond well to a wide assortment of antivenin that covers a broad spectrum. So it's mm-hmm. un, it's not really known if if it's because they're more mild or if it's because the antivenin works really well for them. So there's actually a guy recently who just got bit in South Africa, like gardening or something, and his he got bit in like the knuckle of his thumb. And oh man, it rotted out and just turned black and I don't think he lost the thumb because they got antivenin, but dude, the, the necrotic damage and the cytotoxic damage, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. What I think is crazy is they have no <laughs> maxillary teeth, which I think is very, very interesting. Because huh. and, and when you watch them eat, they eat just like any other snake, but it's like they're that whole top jaw movement or like that that you're raking isn't there it's all bottom and it's just right down are they are they uh snake eaters or are they what, what do they feed so on? They're, they're predominantly toad and frog eaters just because that's the oh. majority of the animals but they're super opportunistic so like i've always fed in the past when i had them a long time ago i fed them rodents exclusively um, i'll probably just mm. give them rodents just to get you know make sure they're good and then maybe i'll vary it up and do some chicks and stuff but I mean, I'm, I'm not going to do amphibians simply because of toxins and I'd have to get, I, I would want to get stuff specifically from KwaZulu Natal and let's face it, that's that's hard to do. So, Cane toads. Frog legs. Some frog legs. Yeah, I, I, I thought about that too, you know. It's so weird, Phil. You have like this dual personality, right? When I first like came came across you, I, I knew you as like the knobtail guy. 
And then the more and more that you're on, like, you know, uh, when you're doing snakes and stogies, you're like the venomous guy. And it's like these dual lives you live of like, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's so well, cool. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. I'll tell you right now, I'm ready to throw away all my synctus though. Dude, none of my females are receptive at all. And I'm, I'm really? getting like, yeah, I'm getting some, some amazing interaction, but right. the, the girls are like, fuck you, get away from me, go away. I don't want to be anywhere near you. And I'm, I don't understand like what I did wrong this year. <laughs> huh. It's just wow. not working. So whatever. Still love those little goofy bastards. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. What's your take on ultrasound machines, Eric? You ever had one? Have I ever had one? No. Yeah. Uh, Owen uh, recently picked one up, and um, he's uh, he's loving it. You know, he's uh, he. I think he's going to get two clutches of olive pythons this year because of it. And then I said to him, I was like, what are you going to do with two clutches of olive pythons? <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I didn't think about that. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, he's trying to uh, breed the Timors, uh, and he's, he's using that. Um, I think uh, – I, I, I kind of feel like if you, you should start out, uh, you know, without it and then understand what's going on. Um, yeah. by feel or whatever it is and then like once you have it it uh it, it's 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 like my whole idea of guitar playing right you start out with the shitty guitar that like this action is shit and like you learn how to make Walmart this beautiful music. yeah you know like yeah. this you bought a sears guitar or something like that and then like you know uh <laughs> All of a sudden, you get a Gibson uh, Lev Spall, and it's like you know you're just flying on it. Like holy shit! You do a better so. appreciation for him, I guess. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. No, that's uh, something else we were talking about in the group chat the other day, and because I think Billy was the one who brought it up, and I don't know. I, to me, it just it seems like a lot of lot more work. Maybe I'm just lazy, but it was kind of like. Then again, I'm not really breeding anything that requires me to catch ovulations like that, or you know, follicle development. Yeah, I think for me, I'm more of a data nerd. So like to me, it would be I, I don't you know, I don't know if it would necessarily help me with breeding carpets because I think I kind of know how to do that. But like knowing, you know, how like the inside equates to what's going on in the outside, if that makes right. sense, like bridging those two worlds. I think uh, that's where it can be useful. Yeah, I thought about it for the same reason. Yeah, yeah, just to piece the two together. Well, they got the ones that you can hook up to your phone now, but I looked up the price on them one day because I saw an ad for them, and they were like two grand, I think, or something crazy like that. Holy shit! Wow. And you guys, uh, you guys just use like jelly, right? Yeah, that's what he uses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. one time that we did it, <clears throat> excuse me, one time that uh, Henry and Mike and I did it with for the Gila's you can't use the jelly because the beaded skin. So we had ah. to do uh we had put the, the device, the actual wand, whatever you want to call it, the wanding implement, put it in like this long plastic bag, right? Like super duper long to cover like the hose and everything or the mm -hmm, wires. Right. And, uh, and we had a basin of water and you'd hold the Gila, right? And submerge the body underwater and then scan it with the ultrasound wand underwater. And it worked. Right. So, wow. Yeah, you know, you know, I think a lot of those uh, like Indonesian pythons, Savus, Timors, 
Maclots, uh, you know, all, all those type species. I think that they don't breed <clears throat> as seasonally as um, as people think, and I think that like a lot of people have don't have success with them because they're trying them in the typical, you know, python window of yeah. ball pythons, carpet pythons, stuff like that, and I think they miss it sometimes because uh, I don't I don't think that they're really triggered by uh, temperatures as much as probably pressure fronts and mm-hmm. food cycling and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. So it could help with that, knowing that they're going to ovulate, you know, either early spring or in the fall or whatever, you know, I, chop, chop, uh, Billy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I must have got uh, really lucky with my max because I got uh, two clutches this year and I did everything did just like the carpet. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I got two. I think two, like. Ready. Do you think like do you guys think that like if you're patient enough, eventually they work into your cycle? Hundred percent. Yeah. The rhythm of the room thing, I hundred percent believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, I think patient. it's just a matter of them settling and stuff too, especially if you're getting imports and stuff. Eventually they kind of fall into that groove. Well, that's why like getting younger animals and raising them up in your conditions, you know, and they have those few seasons as they're coming of you know, of age and size and everything, they're already accustomed to what your room's doing. So it makes that that much easier. Yeah. Yeah, It's just about being, being consistent in your room too, you know, like having that consistency in your room matters as well. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Um, Because I heard about uh, Maclots being, uh, you pair them and then they end up killing each other or whatever. Uh, right. My male that I use, I use the same male for two females. He's considerably smaller uh, than the two females I have, but he's old enough and he's producing, you know, plugs and all that. And after talking to McNamara, you know, he was like, oh, they're fine. You know, mine aren't huge, anything like that. I didn't have any issues. I actually bred them. I did a group breeding thing. I'll do that if I have a male that I want to put to more than uh, one female. I've noticed I've had better luck getting a reluctant male or a reluctant female to breed if I put them all together. Uh, And I had those max, I think they ovulated maybe five days apart and laid about five days apart. So I I wanted to get one of these for years. I feel like you could learn a lot with one of these little infrared imagers. Oh, yeah. And now, you know, FLIR, they make all the thermal cameras for boats and, and airplanes and helicopters and stuff. Excuse me. FLIR has one that mounts to the back of a cell phone or a smartphone, excuse me, whether it be Samsung or or, or uh, Apple or whatever. And it is its own battery pack and it plugs in the bottom. And your screen is the thermal, you know, is the screen. And I know like a lot of electricians are using it to find hot spots and walls and stuff like that. Wow. <laughs> I don't know That's what's like- going on here, but. It's like what we use at work. Showing everybody how hot my wife is. <laughs> She's hotter than this cup of coffee. <laughs> Apparently, it's the same temperature. No uh, I might have to get that for Owen. That might be good for hunting Sasquatch. Right? Right? <laughs> I'll never forget when the whole python thing first came around in Florida and everyone was like, I'm going to go hunt pythons. 
these guys would come into the pet shop with this, you know, $10,000 FLIR unit that they took off of some yacht and they would start pointing it at the cages in the pet shop to see like what a lizard or a snake looks like with the in the thermal. Right. Uh And all all they're seeing is the hot spot in the cage under the heat lamp, you know? And they're like, I don't understand (laughs) it, man. Like, like these snakes, they're, they're cold blooded. So they want to get warm. So they sit under this lamp. I'm like, yeah, but they're not hot. They have to get hot. Like it doesn't work like that. And you're going to go, you're going to have pythons at two in the morning at night with no sun and no warmth, like you're not going to see these things. So they never came back, probably for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. They got one you can plug into your phone. I just yeah, said I've that. Seen that. Yeah, I heard your phone. Thanks, Billy. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Eric, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. That's 160 bucks. I think the FLIR one's like five or 600 bucks. So. Yeah. And you can buy a human body, apparently. Just this human body. So I <laughs> the low low price of four ninety nine ninety nine. Is that Amazon or Wayfair? Amazon. <laughs> yeah, that would be just something cool, especially if you're looking at like eggs and stuff in the incubator. Being able to sort of see what kind of heat those things are generating and I don't know. That would I feel like you would get a lot of information out of one of those little guns. You know, looking at females that are, you know, doing MI and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we'd be curious to see what that looks like, you know. A worthy investment at some point. Yeah. Johnny, uh, you're very welcome. He says that I inspired him to get a thermal camera for his uh, room to check the thermal gradients on MI. And, uh, dude, I think it's great to have stuff like that. Like, even just so many people don't have a temp gun, you know, Mm -hmm. and like. It's such an easy thing now in the 21st century. Like they're 20 Get them bucks. now. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, and then like I always tell people, I have multiple temp guns because um, it's made by humans, man. You don't know if it was done Friday at five and it's out of calibration. You know, have a couple of them, test them out. So. You know, it's so weird. Like for me as a snake guy, right? Um, I I would I would not blink an eye at spending thousands of dollars on a snake, right? But equipment, I'm like. I don't know, man. That's pretty yeah. crazy, you know. <laughs> and like a book, I'm like, ah, you know, I I don't know. I can't I can't pull the trigger on that, you know. So I. Well, I will say I, this: I've, I've got way more cages than I do animals, and I find it hilarious when people are like, "Man, you got a lot of animals." I'm like, "Nah, no, nah, they're all half empty." <laughs> oh, there you go. It's just you, you never know when you need them, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Just means you need more stuff. Yeah. Okay. But what were you saying, Eric? I feel like I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I was just saying about how I don't like spending money on equipment, or at least I used to not like spending money on equipment. Yeah. Now you have exquisite taste, and therefore you're like, oh, God, I really need that. But do I really? Yeah. I guess there's like a threshold of practicality that sort of once you start to cross that, it's like, do I really want to spend this much on, on, features and stuff that I don't necessarily need in something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm moving back to like the, uh, the old index card for keeping data, you know, for a long time I used like those scan apps and all, and I just find that I, I, yeah, I just find that as, as much as I, I like the fact that it's, 
all there, I find myself not doing it because yep. it's it's difficult to do. So it kind of defeats the not, whole purpose. Simple yeah. as just jotting it down with a pen. I'm the same way. I've tried multiple apps, and every time it's just like I end up just going back to the cards. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's go, going on the app, going through all your animals, finding that one, finding the whatever information you need to put in, be it feeding or something, and then like writing it down, and then it's, it's just yeah, yeah, it's clunky. And how how many times have you used the app or like notes in your phone, and you put the wrong information on the right snake? You know what I mean? And then you're like, wait a minute, yeah. I didn't I didn't feed him Tuesday. Like, what the hell? Oh, look what I did. Or better yet, I'm yeah. infamous for this is I'll do, you know, five or ten animals, whatever. And then I'll I'll I have my notes in my phone. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch TV. I'll just bang those notes out before you know I go to bed, and I never do. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, right. wait a minute, I haven't fed those ten animals in a month. That's not possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like things like that. That's I, the it, notepad app I use the most. You know, like yeah. notes and stuff when I paired things just a date and a time. And that's that's proven to be more than enough for that kind of stuff. But I just have those feeding cards that that we I printed out that I work really well. Oh, a room diary. That's interesting. You know, did, did uh, Billy, did you happen to see how Rob does his uh, notes and his? De- yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was writing down. That's pretty stuff. cool, right? <laughs> yeah, he has it all on one page, like all God damn, on one man. page. And... Every time that guy blows my mind. <laughs> I think yeah, I know him, casually, like, you know. <laughs> he just like, casually started writing stuff down. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just keeping notes. And I looked at it. I was like, holy crap, man. Yeah, I'm man. confused. It's all yeah, on but, one page? Yeah, what were the notes yeah. on? Just the snakes and the data that he on the snakes. Yeah, he has like this spreadsheet and it's kind of like similar to like an Excel thing for each animal. And it kind of goes, you know, he kind of flips through. I think I think Pro Exotics used to do something similar to that. So I don't know if that's kind of where he he got that from. But, you know, um, super efficient. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. So just like any everything, I kick and scream when he tells me to kind of go this way. And I'm like, no, no, I will not go. And then eventually uh, I end up there and he's like, I'm like, yeah, you were right, Rob. <laughs> that was something we were talking about with Cody and Pia. Well, Cody specifically when we were down down at their place not that long ago it was like record keeping. And, you know, do you keep do you take record of, of everything, be it sheds and stuff that's kind of benign or do you keep it more so for stuff that's abnormal and your market down mm-hmm. stuff that that is off you know well at least for me i don't keep a lot of records but like the fuscus for example i have those beautiful cards that justin gave me and uh i just do uh, feeding shed and if it's gonna if it's soaking in water because mm-hmm. they, they don't sit in water all the time but when they do it's for like three four days straight so right. I'll just I'll, I'll make note of that. But other than that, I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh, it pooped today. Well, they poop all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So but what I used to do is I do like something like that. Okay. So I just basically made a big uh, Excel sheet and just feeding shed uh, poo, I'd keep track of weights and stuff. It just got to the point where there's so many animals that I was, you know, you're spending more time doing this than actually paying attention to the animals yeah and i'd like to get back into it but you know i feel like i don't pay as much attention to the animals when i'm focused more on okay i have to log this i have to log that yeah it's you know 
I think it's like one of those things. Are you getting anything out of that information that you're keeping track of? You know, yeah. Like, yeah. if you're not, then what's the point? You know. Yeah, I mean, it's also a little different if you if you're doing it for animals, you're like that are you're planning to sell. Like I right. like to have as much information, <clears throat> sure. sheds, feedings, what I did, you know, for the customer, you know, not necessarily for yeah. me. But, yeah. So. I think the the best thing I got out of those was whether if uh, things were refusing food, you know, or if they when's the last time I fed them, and then actually the the weights. I know it's kind of a hoopla thing with that but even track of weights and seeing because i'd find animals that, that yeah that they were losing weight and i'm like hang on is something going on and you end up catching something earlier it's like all right since the last two months they've lost you know 100 grams when they're 2000 grams right you know just little things like that that did help but just got away from it I kept I kept records of like you know a lot of breeding records. Um, what did the female lay going into breeding? Uh, or what you know what what she weighed going into breeding? How many meals? What those meals equated? What the weight of the meals were? To just try to get that data to figure out like okay how much? What's the right amount of food that you've going to feed this girl and see what you know? Does it result in more eggs? Does it you know? Yeah. is it worth you know that that kind of stuff but wasn't it um was it ralph davis that used to do that on his site i know you do i it. think so do it too. yeah yeah because yeah. i had a lot of good information on it too yeah but just to keep up with all that is you know it's just one extra thing That's to do when you have so many animals <laughs> yeah and podcasts i almost have as many podcasts as animals so <laughs> <laughs> what is that that's a baby. That's a baby wrinkles. Yeah. Eastern hognose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man, they're sharp. Yeah, yeah man, dude, and like the bands are awesome. But as much as I want to talk about this animal till I am blue in the face, like, dude, this stupid scale was I think like eight ninety nine on Amazon. Right. And like I use it for I use it for obviously for the baby stuff. I do it for the uh, the tree vipers. I'll do it with the knobtails. Yeah, I've done it with the Fuscus and shove them in a dilly cup, you know? Um, and it and it's just simple. It takes a, a single or uh, like two AAA batteries, you know? It's this $8. One, yeah, that's that's one, cool. there yeah. you go. That's the one. <laughs> always <laughs> so, at the ready. Always at the ready. Yeah. I was going to go weigh that female Brettles last night because I needed to figure out what the dosage would be for some Fortas because I thought she had an RI. So I went to my old roommate, the vet, and said, hey, I need, you know, four tabs. Can you mix it up? And then he's like, well, let me know what her weight is so I can tell you what the right dosage is. Because I was sure she had an RI. Like, she was she was sounding rough, looked rough, and then she shed. And I wanted to go pull her out last night to wear. And she was, like, completely normal. She's like, what are you doing, dude? So, that happens all the time. I don't know if that happens yeah. with other Morel or other pythons, but Morelia, for whatever reason... They like their head swells up when they're yeah, going. Yeah, and I mean, I'm shed. used to that they with the chondros that. and stuff. But she was just super nasally, like that really loud, yeah. like R.I. Oh, yeah. sort of cough, sort of sound. You know, obviously they're not coughing, but I was like, crap. Like, now my I zebra go. just, so. my zebra just did it his last shed cycle. That's just so something they a, do, man. I got a two yeah. gram vial of you know Fortaz. I was getting ready to weigh her to see how much I needed. Done. Like I texted Doug. I was like, this snake ain't even sick, dude. So now I got to pay Doug for. 
two grand pile of four tabs. <laughs> 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 it's going to sit in my freezer. I can't even do anything with it now. I have no need for it. Right. It, that, that stuff has a really short shelf life too. So it's not like I could just hold on to it and wait. You know, it's. I was going to make the joke. It was like, oh, it's not. It's not like it goes bad or anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find. Uh, uh, several months back, I had a lapse of consciousness, and one of my Darwins got all puffy faced and looking, you know, crazy. And I sent it to the group chat, and everyone was like, "Dude, it's going into shit. Relax." <laughs> but yeah. it was it was a pretty good picture of his face all jacked up. Uh, and normally it's no big deal. Like I said, I see it with conjures all the time. They get that shed head, you know, super yeah. puffy. All they look like they're wearing like a skin suit, and they just look weird. And I know it's happening, but this was different. Like this was like she was. It, if I, you would heard it, like if you just heard the audio, you'd be like, "That snake has an RI," right. without a doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I told you, man. That's just Morelia. What they yeah. do? They freak you out. <laughs> Did you yeah, the first time that happened to me, Whew, man, there was there was no internet or anything that you could like <laughs> look up stuff, and you know you're just like, oh my god, my snake's gonna die. Yeah. Like, no, mm-hmm. just just yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at I, first, I, I, I wanted to try the Fortas because I've used gentamicin in the past, like nebulized it, and didn't really notice much of a difference in terms of it having any effect on whatever was going on. So I was like, this time I want to get serious because that female brettles, she's the first brettles I ever had. You know, she has a lot of sentimental value and. So sure. Let me try something a little more, a little more potent. Yeah. She psyched me out. It's crazy too, because like I've seen it where I thought it was like nose rub, you know, it, like it, they didn't break the skin per se, but like everything right. smushed, and uh, and then like the next day it's gone. <laughs> so. Yeah, my big female green tree, she's probably the worst one that'll do it. She looks horrible, absolutely horrible. And she was darker, like I could tell she was going into a shed cycle, but it was, like I said, like visually and audibly, it sounded something like it was something serious. So I was like, okay, she's going into a shed because, you know, her system's struggling. And that's just that sometimes that's just a response I've noticed with some snakes is like they get sick and their body just says, okay, shed. Uh, And so I was like, you know, this this look, she looks like crap. She sounds like crap. You know, I need to get something she shed like i said i pulled her out last night she was her normal self just cruising around looking and i'm like what the hell man yeah thanks a lot asshole <laughs> won't be the last time and i was like how on earth can the brettles get an ri in the first place it's yeah. the indestructible snake i yeah. thought that was yeah. weird to begin with i was like there's no way yeah no way a brettles has a freaking ri man oh man mm-hmm. Superior then, my ass. <laughs> I thought about it, and that's that cage she's in just doesn't have a ton of ventilation, so I was like, actually, it's it's in the realm of possibilities. So I was like, well, shit. But <sighs> lesson learned. It's all part of the game, man. We learn as we go, you know. Yeah, and Ben Bill said that you know his bows in winter do it. They look and sound pretty brutal. I've had that too, but like I said, it's never been this disturbing upon you know seeing it i've never never had a carpet or any other morelia look as rough as she did and i was like that's oh, it looks bad sometimes yeah it looks real bad i still freak out a little bit <laughs> when i first see it i'm like oh no here we go <laughs> it's just i've had a lot i've dealt with a lot of ris and stuff with contras and whatnot man and it seems like no matter what i do i can't shake them 
you know, whether they're viral or not, it just, it's like, it's so frustrating because it's like, you know, you get an RI and it's like, well, crap, you know, I've already been down this road. I know what the, what the likely end, you know, end game is. And that's why I wanted to, to switch it up to Fortas and do something more serious that, that has a better track record of actually being effective. Yeah. Consistent. Yeah. For sure. Right. You should get some Pac-Mans like Billy does there, Eric. <laughs> yeah. I I want to get some uh, geckos before I go into the frog round. <laughs> you want to hear something hilarious? I got the frog for, like, just the off chance that I have, like, let's say dead babies or whatever. You know? Yeah. Right. Feed them off. First one I put in front of them wants nothing to do with it. So the whole, really? One of the biggest reasons I got the frog doesn't even want it. Oh wow! Now I'm like, oh, maybe I should get a pixie now. So now it's just going to end up growing this frog collection. <laughs> I told you, you should have just got a king snake, man. Problem solved. Or Dramarcon, a blackhead Dramarcon, yeah, or, or the blackhead I keep talking about. Yeah. Or you just get a king. You can get mango from Henry. Or well, send got, those those dead babies to Henry. He would gladly take them. Well, I got oh, with yeah. the bias. I could do that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, don't worry. The next uh, natural history NPR is going to be on blackheads, so you'll want them probably nice. after that too. <laughs> so nice. so you, you see, you see what it is. I hear the show, and then I want it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I would love Womas. I just, I, it seems like you can never trust them. Oh, never. I love Every, Womas. Everyone never. I've talked to, they're like, yeah, they're great and all, and then you pick them up, and then they just attach themselves to your arm. See, I haven't had that experience about my spotted pythons. Holy shit, man. Oh, you yeah, can't even look at oh, them yeah. without like they're just like I don't chop. trust mine at all. Yeah. Walmas? Yeah, no, uh my spotteds. Yeah. Yeah. Anteresia in general. I just yeah, I haven't my, had I got trust issues. My anteresia days are over. Me too. <laughs> That's another one I've sworn off. I'm just I'm good. You know, they were fun while I had them. Uh, all right. Pass. I got I got the striped ones. I'll just I'll stay in that realm, and that's as far as I'll go with it. Okay, Dude, I love the granite spotteds. I I I jump deep in, man. I got the westerns, the wheat belts, the easterns, they're gorgeous. spotteds, granite spotteds, childrens. The only one left is pygmies, and then uh, yeah. Dude, cool, watching Dan, watching Dan Colgan assist feed those babies. Yeah. <laughs> like I love Dan, but that's painful, man. That's painful yeah. to watch. Oh, yeah, it would definitely have to be a season where I just breed Anteresia. <laughs> yeah. You know, nothing else. Because yeah, well, I, I got five eggs in the incubator, so we'll see. I yeah. I might just end up selling yeah, online. We'll, we'll see how Bill, how it goes with Billy. Yeah, yeah right, right. Oh, Justin, throw that picture up for Billy. More snakes, my frog won't eat. Hey, look at that. Look at them. I was like, I, for, I forgot to text Billy this picture. I was like, man, look at that. Like, I, I wanted albino. To, Does it look like albino patternless? Uh, no, I think that's just flash, you know, from the camera. Is it? Okay. Yeah, they have some. They have some pattern to them. But like, I thought it was mushrooms for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not ashamed to say I like Pac-Man Pro. I just. Everybody Look. I told I got one just started laughing at me. <laughs> but dude, it's, just, it's so bizarre for you. It's just so high into the right. That's all. But 
dude, the thing is one of Billy's best animals, man. Like, he barely takes care of it. The thing is thriving. He has pothos growing in there, and it's no light at all. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, I got a, yeah, I have live plants in it. I have a bioactive layer thing going on. It's just in a gasket tub with a couple ventilation holes. He yeah. doesn't want to be messed with. You know, he's got three or four inches of substrate to dig into. I mean, I will say watching those things just swallow a mouse hole is just the physics of it. it just I can't I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when stuff don't eat, you know, if something doesn't eat something, I, I got him to he'll eat mice and rodents and stuff. So at least he does that. They're just stomachs oh, with legs. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh man weren't you saying you were asking what you should name it and I said the void <laughs> I could do that someone I think I don't know someone was asking what they should name their Pac-Man and I was like name it the void that's, that's just I imagine they're just black holes like the food goes in who knows where it goes after that it just disappears like oh, it's another it parallel universe <laughs> goes to the water dish there it goes <laughs> it's got to be a pretty crappy way to go as an animal in the wild like you come across a pac-man you just you're walking all of a sudden you just get swallowed into a black hole <laughs> yeah <laughs> they don't it's like another dimension they don't like, like wait a minute chew you or you know crush you or anything they just kind of take you and in the stomach you go yeah right oh so scott scott just oh, sent wow. me this oh. he says uh there's a juvenile and uh he says Said in the voice of Mick Dundee, and I'm I'm not doing that accent, Scott. Sorry, <laughs> but, but dude, how crazy is this? Baby Death Adder next to a friggin' SD card, like that's ridiculous. Oh, ridiculous. And I mean, like, it's got to be smaller than pygmies, dude. It's oh, it, it's probably you know what it is. It's probably easier than pygmies though, because the animal's got a little girth to it. I feel like pygmies are so skinny. And tiny, yeah. And like, you know, Henry and I are used to feeding baby eyelash vipers, baby squamagers vipers, and like using like a pinky leg, like a pinky drumstick, and like tease feeding it. But dude, they're they're not that freaking small. I wonder what those eat in the wild at that size. Like, what are they eating naturally that small? Well, I had um somebody uh, actually, I think it was Marcus. Marcus gave me baby sucrectii, um, uh, the uh, saw scales that come out of cashmere, mm-hmm. and. I dude, I put large crickets in there. Yeah, and he ate them. I remember Koritz doing videos of him feeding some of his crickets and watching them. I mean, they they'd hit them all day long. Like it was yeah. it was wild. It's so bizarre yeah. to see something other than a green snake eating bugs. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's just to get the ball rolling in their life. You know. Mm-hmm. It also makes me wonder because I know crickets have kind of a track record of being good hosts for nematodes and stuff. Makes yeah. Me wonder if that ends up being an issue down the line. I'm sure. I'm sure it has to, you know. Hmm. Yeah, it's super small. Man, force feeding it. Assist feeding yeah. that. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. You better have skinny ass fingers. You're dancing with the <laughs> devil on that one. <laughs> yeah. They make Thanks. these they make these things called alligator tweezers. <laughs> wow. Eric, do you have any Nova Guineas? Yes. I have, uh, again. That was something else. That was the final topic of the night was Nova's. 2.2 of them. Yeah. 
Are you of the opinion that they are a different subspecies slash species? Uh, from looking at it, yeah, I would I would say so. I think they're probably from the other side of uh, New Guinea. Is my thought. Yeah. Um, there was a couple shows ago. We were looking at a map, and we were looking on iNaturalist or something, and we saw the ones on the on that eastern side look yep. more very Nova ish. Yeah. Yeah. It. it uh... It it it's kind of similar, I think, from what I've seen with like if you look at Darwin carpets and Popwin carpets that are right yeah. kind of above them, and you kind of look over at the Cape York carpets that are kind of like on that other side, and they sort of have that sort of color to them that uh, mm -hmm. is similar. But the head structure is so different, so different. It's like got a longer head, you know. But I don't know why people don't think they're cool. They're, they're badass, man. I think they're just not I, as super, not as uber colorful as some of the other stuff. Like, I, I can, a, I can yeah. understand why people wouldn't be as into them, but I, I, I think they're cool. I have an yeah. affinity for khaki snakes, and I'm chomping at the bit for Billy Motherfucking Hunt to have those clutches <laughs> that he has hatch out. I'm a week away. Yes, yes. A week away for both of them. Are yours more the ocelot type of pattern, a stripe pattern, or what? What do you, what do you, or you got a mix of all that? I have a mix. Um, I have striped ones. I have uh, one that has like the figure eight pattern, yep. uh, the jag pattern, and then I have light and dark animals too. Yeah. So I did. Yeah, I one... oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I have uh, one pair that I did that are like really light animals they just seem to highlight you know the cream color and i almost want to say a, a lavender ish it's not lavender but it kind of has a really light hue to it right um, yep. then i also had another pair that were a lot darker you know had more browns and stuff in them so i'm curious to see what comes out of both clutches there if uh, yeah. that'll show up or whatever because with the three different looks they have and then the different uh you know light or dark I'm sure if, just like any carpet, if you focus on those characteristics, you could, you know, line breed to you know, make them even that much better. Yeah. Yeah. I think they had, I think that's the thing too. Like there hasn't been a whole lot of breeding with them um, or at least selective breeding with them, you know? Um, but yeah, man, they're, they're, they're cool snakes. Doesn't I, it I seem like other people's clutches hatch overnight and yours take like an eternity to, to actually hatch? <laughs> yeah. I feel like it was just yeah. yesterday. Billy was like, yeah, I got Nova eggs. Now he's like, yeah, they're a week away from hatching. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. That is true. <laughs> I will say after hatching those Boiga, though, everything else seems like a very short period in the incubator. Yeah, look how long that head is. Yeah. What's that? What do you have, Billy? Another one. Oh. He's in shed, though. But this is the yeah. dark female. Yeah. That has more of the striping going on. But, of course, she's in shed. She's starting to get weight back on her. But they are. They're, they're some of my my favorites, man. It is interesting that they do almost have like a natural jagness to them. Yeah. Like pattern wise. I think the first time I saw those, I was like, that looks like a jag. Because I think it was uh, Eric Kohler posted some for sale years ago. And I was like, those are, I've never even heard of those. Yeah. So, they're, uh, 
They used to call them poor man's jag back in the day when jags were like, <laughs> you know, five grand. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, I like that picture because it kind of shows side by side, you know, because that's a farm bred poplin. Mm-hmm. Than the right. beginning. I mean, yeah, you kind of have to look really close, but you can definitely see some differences. Yeah. yeah you can just see now, how light that one is. That's one of the light ones I was talking about. You look at so the space like the nose. Like, just how yeah, man. Like, it's, it's, you know? It's huge. It's so different. Yeah. Night and day. Especially when you put them side by side, and then you really see how different they are. You know? Yeah, that's why I, I asked Billy specifically to take this picture, just because. I mean, don't get me wrong; it was hard to do getting them to sit still, but <laughs> dude, it's it shows the perfect. It shows that it's different. You know, it's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> you you like khaki colored uh, snakes? You would love the Cape Yorks. Holy shit, they're nice. Yeah, I'm patiently waiting. <laughs> the Julatins have grown on me a lot just from seeing yours and the other pictures of people that have gotten some either from you or you know whoever else has produced them. That's that's a very cool looking locality. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, that's another one. I'm so you know, like I don't I again, I don't know, maybe I came up in a different time, but like to have locality jungle project, you know, I know like legitimacy of some of them is always in question, but I tell you what, the ones I found in Gelatin. They look just like the ones that I have. So, you know, that's pretty goddamn close. Proof enough. So, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, right away, like me and Rob talk about it all the time. They have like these railroad, we call them like railroad tracks that go down the side. And it's like, it's almost like a pinstripe type of pattern to where you're starting to see them separate as if you were to have stripes. And um, yeah, we it was on the wild stuff that we found, you know, but the uh, the one wild co- had the the one wild one we found was uh, like the color of a citrus tiger. So I don't know. <laughs> Go figure. Well, I've always wondered too. Like we get these locality animals, but then with how variable uh, carpets are, just in general, like we're only getting one look of what they yeah, do. Yeah. They can have so many different looks within that region. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, Brisbane coastal that uh, that we saw looked nothing like what we have in the states. <laughs> yeah, no, not even close. So, but uh, you got to be yeah. like Casey Cannon and go and see for yourself. We yeah. can tell everyone to shut up. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> That's the goal, man. That's the goal. That's the goal. That's why I wish I could go to Texas and see Bairds. Did you buy your dude? If we find, if we find Baird's rat snakes, man, are you just gonna lose your shit? (laughs) I I may. There may be some tears shed. I won't admit to it. I can neither (laughs) confirm nor deny. Phil has to put it in a PG bottle. Hundred percent. That's how I'm. I'm literally gonna mail them to Justin in PG bottles. Yep. That's it. But Eric, did you buy your plane ticket yet or no? Uh, well, I was gonna, but you know, uh, Rob was making, sh- he's like, wait, don't just go buy a ticket. We'll talk this weekend and I'll make sure ah. you get there. And I'm like, okay. All right. So I was, I was waiting till like 1130 at night, right before the, you know, the next day starts so I can get the best deal. And like, I, I have, cause I had like my laptop, I had another lap my, uh, my 
roommate's laptop, my phone. I'm like, I'll use different IP addresses. Expedia will never figure it out. And I was like, I can't get it done. I'm, I'm out in the glades with Casey. I was with the girl. I'm with my parents. And like, I had my day off uh, yesterday. I was like, you know what? It's nine in the morning. I'm just going to buy it. Fuck it. And so. Right. Yeah. Okay. We've well, been talking about it forever. Have yeah. Fun. Sorry, buddy. Dude, that's going to be an awesome trip, man. Yeah. That's going to be an awesome trip. Goddamn Dave Matthews band. <laughs> you guys are going to have a good time. What would you say? <laughs> uh, nah, we won't. I, I, you know, I, I immediately thought like the last time we went, there was a there was a group of guys that were sort of. It, it's so different how like people are just herping down there. Like it's just like a way of life. So normal and like yeah. And we're like driving by these guys and they're just like, hey, what do you, what do you guys, did you find anything? We're like, nah, we didn't find anything. He's like, oh yeah, we just found a Baird's rat snake. I was like, where is it? I got to take a picture for Justin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured every time we find a Baird's rat, you, we have to all take a picture doing that, the Dave Matthews band pose thing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Ouch. That's what we yeah, have to good do. Good luck. <laughs> Uh, you can name each one you find after a different member of the band. There you go. Yeah. We love you, Smitty. I'll get out there eventually. Maybe yeah. next year. Yeah, it's going to happen. Texas ain't going anywhere. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I did enjoy that. I, I enjoyed that much more than I thought I would. Um, it's just a magical place, man. Yeah, it's a very, yeah, it's very cool spot. Something different. Yeah, it would be awesome to see subox too. I mean, my subox are—they're awesome snakes. They're just so for North American colubrids. They're just—they're so different. You know, they, they stand out so much. Just shit, man. I was happy just finding the uh, the Western Diamond back. You know, yeah. what I mean, yeah. I know that's kind of boring, I guess, oh, to some people in north america it's just like i yeah, enjoy whatever. keeping mine i'd be i wouldn't mind finding some like they're cool snakes yeah. they're definitely definitely Look, lively i i, I poo poo on atrox every chance i get just because i'm sick of them and they're uh, they're frustrating and it's just they weren't for me but i've never right. seen one in the wild and like that's what it's about you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and like just to be walking along and hear that like yeah. that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Very, very yeah. cool. It's like even the stuff here, you know, like seeing a copperhead, it doesn't really get old. Seeing corn snakes doesn't get old. Seeing those little tantilla doesn't get old. You know, Dude, it's just, we, we girled out that like, we, we did girled out on that tantilla so hard. It was like, it was like a 12 year old at a Backstreet Boy concert, a concert. And we were just like, Oh my God. Well, snake that's all of like four <laughs> inches long. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a toothpick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh. I wish I I wish I could have caught that one the other day that I saw, but it disappeared under the dirt too quick for me to be able to get my hands on it. That was the biggest, biggest crown snake I'd seen in a, ever. That sucker was thick. It was gigantic. It was six inches. Compared to the other one, it was big, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of cool reptiles here in the States for sure. Very yeah. uh, underappreciated. Yeah. As as nerdy and dumb as it sounds, like when I'm out looking around, I try to pretend that I'm I'm not 
home. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I look at it from the viewpoint of someone who sure. doesn't live here and doesn't get to see this stuff on a regular basis, you know, and that kind of makes yeah. it makes me appreciate the stuff I do find a little bit, even if it's racers and still cool, you know. Yeah, it's exotic to someone, right? Yeah. Well, shit, Scott calls carpets crappets, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. but to yeah. me, I would geek out. I mean, you couldn't show me enough of them, <laughs> right? That's why oh, you yeah. go. Oof. You couldn't tell me anything. Seen a wild carpet. Oh, dude, man, that I was like a giddy girl, school girl running down that road. Like, <laughs> it'd be awesome to see a big king horn eye, too. Oh, yeah, be like a big oh. just diesel Aussie scrub, man. That was badass, too, man. Well, let me ask you so, Eric, the first time you saw a carpet in the wild in the field, did yep. you? Did you just immediately geek out or was it like a kind of a, a shock thing? Like this thing's really standing in front of me. Yeah, it was that. It was that for sure. It was, it was like the shock. Cause like I've only had that happen a couple times with like weird species that I've found, but it's almost like you're standing there and I'm like, Oh, Oh, Oh yeah. I got to take a picture of this. Like, like, I don't know what to do with my hands. That's how it is with corals. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. You see a coral in person, like you can see all the videos and pictures you want, man. But until you see a coral in front of you, it's like, wow. I think the thing is, is like for, uh, and you guys would all probably be the same way. The idea of seeing a python in the wild yeah. is just, it, it's just weird. It's, it's like yeah. hard to wrap your brain around it for yeah. a minute. You know what I mean? You're like. Yeah. Wait, you don't see pythons in the wild. You see corn snakes. You see, you know, Yellow uh, garter snakes, you know, these and that and all these things. And like when you see, uh, you know, the python, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> That's and a it, python. And it's, <laughs> and it's supposed to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And the scrub, yeah, that the, you know, we found we found two scrubs. You know, one was smaller and one was bigger. But the you know when 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 that thing kind of like puts its head in front of your face and you it's like <laughs> the head's as big as your hand. You're yeah. like, oh, <laughs> and just knowing okay. like the teeth they're packing, okay. even when they're smaller, like that. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, Crazy. it's wild, man. Very very cool. Nothing like it. All right. Well, does anybody have anything else? No. Yeah. I was going to ask Billy, any action out of the um, uh, uh, cave rats? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got the uh, the infertile clutch. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I did not mean to open a Band-Aid. Sorry. Thanks. No, no. It's, actually, it's, my first time, it's my first time messing with them. So I actually, I look at it as a success that, I'm, you know, heading in the right direction because i'm definitely a lot more python mindset you know right. that makes sense so trying to go into the colubrid side of it you know it's it's not hard but it's completely different from what i'm used to so the fact that i got anything is uh yeah. you know a plus in my book so hopefully next year i can do some things differently and get some fertile eggs yeah man and like I, i'm not even a, i'm not even big on them but like when you go over billy's house he has all these amazing animals and colubrids and pythons and Pac-Man frogs and all this stuff. But those cave rats are on the very bottom of an ARS rack. And like, you're not expecting it to like shine light at you. 
And like he opens <laughs> yeah, it, he's like, yeah. he's like, oh yeah, let's let's check them. And then opens it, it's like, yo, put on like, your sunglasses. Legit. So yeah, they're pretty. I can't, can't wait for you to get them going. Yeah, sorry, Miguel. And Miguel was <laughs> was hoping I'd uh, I'd have some for him. Yeah, maybe next year. I you know I I wish I had more space because I'd love some some blue beauties and you know Ridley Eye and stuff like that, but. Katie has barred me from getting him any more Ganyasoma just because of how many <laughs> escape incidents I've had with that mail. Did you get the door sweep? Did you get the door sweep? No, I haven't. Of course yet. He did. It's on the list. It's just not very high on the list. Yeah, they make a, a run lately. They make a foam one that slides on the door for old people who get a little drafty. I know. That's what I was going to get. Hey, easy with the old people jokes, man. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you Eric doesn't have a door sweep. Yeah, Eric doesn't have escapes. I, yeah. No, I, I do have a door sweep. Shit. Ah, there you go. <laughs> a must. There you it's go. A must. Yeah. It's a must. That was the de- that's the deal with the wife. You know, you got to keep her happy, make her feel that things are secure. No, of course. It's not my fault that this house was, they, they put doors on with like a two inch gap between the door and the floor. So. Oh, shit. It's not my fault. I don't remember it being a two-inch gap. It's it's pretty big, big it's enough def- for a male Ganyasoma to weasel his way out and end up in my pantry. Yeah, but I feel I feel like Ganyasoma are so thin, you know, like they could suck when they want to be like Grandpa and just right, right through. He's, They're fast though, right? Yeah, I, I told you they were fast. Every time Katie sees me walking around the house very casually trying not to draw attention to myself with like a flashlight, she immediately is like, what got out? She's like, is it one of Jansen and I? She knows already. She's like, which Jansen and I got out? And it's like, the male. Yeah. Can you help me yeah. find him? You know, you know, you, you know, you left a, an imprint when your wife, who's not into snakes, memorizes a scientific name. I mean, that's the only thing I refer him as. So yeah, oh, that's great. Anita knows if I go like son of a bitch, and then like I slam the door, and then like, is loose. Oh yeah, or now it's the female king rat. It's freaking. Oh thing. man. <laughs> oh. Well, you yeah. know, the last time the female Jance and I got out, there was a one of the picture frames of the covers was on the floor, and it's above like the door frame, and I thought that was odd. I was like. That thing's never fallen before. That's in a weird spot. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, maybe, you know, maybe Ellie or Katie slammed the door or something and it fell. Who knows? And so then I go and I was like, well, let me check on her and see what she's doing. I look around. She's not in there. I was like, son of a bitch. (laughs) And of course, she she was in my in the closet in the snake room tucked in a corner. That's just one of the first places I always look because it's a dark closet. You know, it's got a lot of little nooks and crannies (laughs) to hide in with all the crap I got in there and. There she was. So the male's more adventurous apparently, and he likes to go into the child's room and the pantry. And pretty sure he was living in our clock for a while. Could never find him though. Uh, y'all want to hear a quick uh, snake escape story? Always, always. And if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's fantastic. <laughs> oh, great. So uh, before I got professional racks, I did the that Home Depot stack rack for the 28 quarts. You know, we all did that. Right. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I had Russian rats. 
And this is before I had my door sweep. So I didn't have a stop on the back of the rack. So, you know, I just kind of eyeball it whenever I close it. Well, apparently I pushed it too far back to where it was open in the back, but I didn't know. So I go to work and I work 24 hour shifts. So I'm at work and, uh, you know, I get a call and they're like, Hey, uh, there was a snake in the front door. My snake room's up upstairs. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, it was a black snake. Like, Oh, how did a racer get in? That's weird. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I get home and then it dawns on me. I look and it's not in there. And I'm like, Oh no. So, and it was an adult Russian rat. Well, everyone's like figuring out that it was one of my snakes. Like, Oh, let, you know, let's look for it. And I'm like, guys, it's gone. This thing's been, you know, out of the house. You swept it out of the house 12 hours ago. There's no way. Like now I'm part of the problem here in Florida. <laughs> we end up going, we go around the, yeah, we go around the side of the house and the snake went up the fence. And then one of the slats on the fence, like the nails were out. So it slid down and got pinched and was stuck there and was like trying to get out, but it jammed itself into the fence. So I was able to grab him and get him back in. But, uh, shit. What are the odds? So he come, he got out of his cage, went under my door, which is why I have a door sweep now. Went down the stairs, got swept, got swept out, gets stuck in the fence to where we were able to find him and get him back in the cage. Like twelve hours oh, later, shit. we had a corn go missing for about three months when I was a kid. Ended up in the neighbor's house. So I remember, That's I remember that crazy. one. Crazy. I had oh, yeah. ball pythons escape, and I found them a year later. A year really? Later. A year later. Oh, Same wow. weight. Same body weight. <laughs> uh, no, they were a little. They were a little. Uh, little lighter, but they. They. They were still. Yeah. They were, uh, they escaped. They got underneath my floor and, um, they kind of disappeared into the abyss. And then a year later I, I went into my closet and I was like moving shit around. And then just all of a sudden these snakes are just sitting there and I'm just Isn't like crazy. Like you live yeah. in that house and you're in there so yeah. much, but you never cross paths with that animal. That's crazy. Right. Like That's when awesome. the Ganyasoma got out, I fully expected to hear things being knocked over given how much they climb and stuff. And so I was right. you know, looking up more than I was looking down most of the time. And I was like, we have a bunch of picture frames and stuff, curly shit. And, you know, I fully expected to hear things crashing and things falling and notice things out of place to where I could kind of slowly puzzle the pieces together and figure out which direction it was, you know, general area was in. And right. No, apparently not. I don't even, I'm still trying to figure out how he got as high up in the pantry as he did that first time it's pretty impressive wow i got i got one story that is uh memorable to say the least so when i was like 21 um one of the guys that was trained teaching me venomous um after i got my hours and had my own place and everything else um he still had a a good venomous room and you know in florida it's got to be escape proof so we're super meticulous about all that stuff and uh i was working at strictly and we'd gotten some angusticeps, uh, uh, East African green mambas. And I was just bullshitting with his name, Zach. I was just bullshitting with him. And he's like, dude, I never had one, man. I really want one. I was like, oh, okay. Note taken. So I buy him the mamba. I bring it to him. 
we unbag it, we put it in a vision cage, right? A three foot vision. So this was like a like a like a Tuesday or Wednesday. A couple days later, it's the weekend. Naturally, we're young, we're dumb, got girls over the house, you know, the local, you know, girl next door type shit. And we're flirting and watching TV and making jokes and having a beer. And and Zach's like, oh, I forgot. I gotta, I gotta thaw those rats out. So he go and there was a freezer in the venomous room. So he goes in the room and he's like, fell, 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 fell. And I, I jump up and he's just close the door, close the door. So I slam the door and I'm like, what's the matter? He goes, there's no mamba. And I was like, what? Oh, shit. What? Excuse me? And now the girls are like, what's going on? Are you guys okay in there? It's like, don't come in. Don't just don't come in. Like, we want to see what's going on. It's like, no, just, just stay over there. So, you know, nine times out of 10, if something gets loose, it's right there. You know what I mean? With the exception of Justin's chance and I going in the kitchen. I don't know. I don't see Mamba staying in one place for very long. <laughs> I mean, how many, how many times? How many times have you 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 know you open a rack and there's nothing in there and like two drawers above it is the the snake sitting right there? You know, never, they never happens that way. Condors are the only thing that I've left the door open, and they were right where I left them that morning. So here's the question. So first of all. I asked him, I was like, well, how do you know it's not like under the paper? He goes, it was, it was newspaper. You know, he goes, he says, cause I opened the cage to check on him and I pulled out all the newspaper. Cause he, he just grabbed the newspaper, hemostats, yoink it out. You know, the snake's usually in the cave and then use a hook and get the snake out. And the glass is open. There's, there's no animal. And I'm like, dude, well, how did this happen? It's a vision cage. Like it's locked. He's like, I don't know. So like we start moving the cages very slowly and sure as shit right behind it is just this ball of green so hook the snake up get him up put him in the trash can the vision cage had a hole in the back of it that big because he had kept a squirrel a gray squirrel that he was rehabilitating (laughs) and the squirrel had unbeknownst to us chewed this gaping hole in the back of the vision cage and he totally forgot and like that, I mean, thank God, like the room ended bad. Man. It could have ended real bad, but like I just thought it was horribly. It was horrible, but hilarious because the girls are like, "We want to see what's going on. Can we come in?" It's like, "No, don't come in." <laughs> yeah, the yeah. damn squirrel, fucking squirrels, man. Like, and, and we, to this day, <laughs> we all are to take notes. <laughs> yeah, so that's nuts. Uh, and of all the mamba species, too. Well, that's the most chill mamba, bro. And Gustaceps are chill. No. Oh, Gustav- oh, I thought you said Jameson's. No. Did I say Jameson's? I didn't I mean think Gustav- you did. And Gustaceps. East African. So. Yeah. Dude, every time something has ever gotten loose in one of my like places I've worked and stuff, it's always sitting right there. Am I just, is that just luck? Well, everything that's gotten away from me hits the ground running. Yep. Um, it's always. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about getting away. So many alternal even. I got. I had so many alternal loose. Is that damn rack? Yeah, it's because you didn't put shims in it, bro. I don't know. How, I had to learn that lesson a lot, many you times. That you started did. with the rhino, and it all, it all went downhill with, from there. Yeah, you're losing like a snake a week there for a little bit. I was. And you know what sucks is I had gone years without losing a snake. I mean, literally 
years hadn't had a snake get out. And then all of a sudden that rhino rat shows up and gets out and opens some sort of curse or like Indian burial ground thing. And like everything in that rack then started figuring it out and getting out. And it was to the point where even, even Ellie was like, dad, there's an altar. There's like, there's a gray band in the hallway. And she's like walking to the bathroom. She just let me know. Yeah. It's right over here. Come get it. Hey man, at least the cat wasn't playing with it. You know, that was, yeah. Well, that was before we got Hector. Oh, okay. I, you know, that's another thing. Is I like when Johnny Summer got out, it's like I fully expected the cat to to be curious in a corner where it is and like show me to where, it, and he didn't do any of that. And I was like, "You're useless." <laughs> well, I can destroy shit. I can say with full confidence, and I'll say yet, just to, so I don't jinx myself, I have yet to have a actual snake get out of its enclosure. Um, I've had monitor lizards get out. All the time. <laughs> Go in your closet and all of a sudden you hear there's a black throat <laughs> looking at you like, what? <laughs> so. But, uh. Yep, when Katie sees me looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Predator, looking around, looking up, looking around me like something's watching me. He's got face knows. paint. Yep. And a headband. When I'm, when I'm opening doors and closets that I normally don't open or have any interest in, she gets suspicious. Yeah. Yeah, that one cupboard with the pots and pans that you never go in. Yep. <laughs> when I start looking behind the fridge and around the TV and stuff, she knows. At first, like the first time, she's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, nothing. Don't worry about it. Then after a while, she figured out. If I start looking around randomly... Oh. Random spots. Something's something's missing. See what you got to do is you got to be vocal about it. You got to say, "Hey, babe, uh, where's that label maker?" And just like start opening cabinets, looking around, like like just willy nilly. And she's like, "I don't know. I thought you had it in the snake room." And then clearly, you're looking for God yourself. She's smarter than me. Meanwhile, she's on Amazon buying door sweeps. <laughs> I'm gonna get one. Okay, it's been, I've it's been over a year, it. man. It has been over a year. <laughs> it's been over a year, dude. Look, when I come up for pre-Daytona shenanigans, when I, when I come up for pre-Daytona shenanigans, I am buying and drilling a door sweep on that door. I just want the foam ones that slide on to the bottom. All right, I'll get, we'll compromise. We'll meet halfway. I'll get you one of the adhesive ones, and we'll just stick it on there. No. Those are whack. <sighs> just don't say anything and just do it for me, Phil. Yeah, right? Yeah, like I mean, Kate, I'll, I'll be too late Katie. to even bother fixing it or taking it off. Be like, whatever, well, well, it's there now. <laughs> I, I'll just, I'll tell Katie, I'll be like, Katie, get him out of the house for like an hour, and like, I'll show up when he's not home. You, you know, just she'll... throw a cigar in the front yard and I'll chase it like a dog. <laughs> yeah, right, and I'll put it on there. <laughs> I'll, I'll put the door sweep. Justin will, he'll be like, oh, Phil, how's it going? You know, hugs, hello, and everything. And be like, oh yeah, let me show you this. And he'll open the door and be like, why is this door so sticky? <laughs> <laughs> it's like why why is there so much drag? <laughs> uh, uh, Scott put uh, a, a good idea though. Uh, uh we should write a, an article for the magazine when shit goes wrong. <laughs> shit in the room, I should say. Dude, yeah. I want that stuff and I want like crazy, like weirdest shit you found herping kind of stories. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you're gonna love the new uh field herping. Pod. Oh I'm shit! Ready. There's a lot of stories. I love hearing Jake's story of the Aatrox. 
it makes yeah. me laugh. I probably shouldn't laugh as much as I do at it, but I just, I, it's just, it's funny. It's like you would. Here, strangest, strangest things you found while herping. This will be the cover photo. Oh boy. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, is that that thing Matt and that's, were talking that, about? That's, that's that thing. That's Matt oh. before he had a beard. <laughs> that's, wow, that's freaky, man. <laughs> we, were, we were in the middle of nowhere in like the, the highlands, like scrublands of up in Stewart, up in Martin County. And we're looking, we're looking for Dimebacks, and there's this just this this child just sitting on a stump. And of course we had to pick it up and curse ourselves. <laughs> so what's funny is the only reason why Matthew picked that thing up is because his mom collects them and she has more of them and they're sitting on the edge of her pool. <laughs> oh my God. If uh, I saw that in the, in the darkness of the night, I'd probably piss myself. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, like we got headlamps and it's just like this kid and we're all like, Whoa, oh man that's great yeah we'll we'll write that story is it witching hour justin i think it is yeah all right i'm sure eric has to get up early and we're keeping him up yeah yeah i I gotta get up in like what five hours (laughs) then what the hell are you doing with us get out of here yeah 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 well good combo this is episode 120 Brought to you by Steve Snakeshuary and his Venom Hot Sauces and MP Cages and Exotics. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Completely. What he said. Yeah. Wow. Um, so <laughs> you can find Eric at NPR at the Morelia Python Network and EB Morelia. Yep. You can find Phil at nomtails.ig. You can find Billy at Uwabami Reptiles. And you can find me at Palmetto Coast Exotics. Uh, we will see everybody Monday night for Snakes and Stogies 78. 70, 78, yeah. I nice. can't keep can't keep up with them all anymore. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yep. So if you have anything you want us to talk about on Snakes and Stogies in particular, please send us a message. We are always struggling to find things to talk about for any extended period of time. So feel free to hit us up with questions and ideas. Billy, that goes for you too. Yes, sir. <laughs> gentlemen thank you for joining us this evening we sincerely appreciate yeah. it thanks yeah. for the invite yeah. see yeah. everybody later all right billy, billy cook those novas for me they're cooking, <laughs> they're cooking. later